Max, what's going on, man? I can't see you. Yeah, my camera ran out of battery. I know because kind of we were how we're recording today. We already recorded some sections, and now we're coming back to record this section. But you know what? We gotta do that sometimes. Uh, we have a surprise for everybody on this podcast, so I think they'll be happy. Uh, everybody's been waiting for this showdown, but it happened. And we, I'm not going to tell you what happened. We're going to drop that intro. We have some questions to answer. We have to talk about Southern Nets, World's Warm Up, and we have some ranting to do. So with that said, we're going to drop that intro. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book races. Hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Lefty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go. Hundred bucks right here. Hundred dollar throw. Oh no! <laughs> I like this. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 193 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Left of the Great. And to my left is Maximus Mortis. We will be joined by JQ later, and we have a special guest coming up. So I'm not going to tell you who that is, but yeah, we definitely got JQ with us. I lost some light back there. We've been recording for so long. But uh, we got Max fresh off his heat stroke and everything at in Spain and off the off the world's warm up. Uh, we go into a little bit more detail in that later on. We'll talk about that. But welcome, Max. How are you feeling? Have you recovered? Did you have fun in Spain? Yeah, Spain was fun. Uh, I'm feeling fine. Uh, Sunday was just a bit, <laughs> a bit hot, but yeah, <laughs> it was really fun to see everyone go. Uh, I and pitting for David, I actually learned a lot about how he drove, so that was uh very interesting. Sweet, and you got to do some testing on your track. We're going to talk about that real quick, but before we do that, I'd like to say thank you and shout out to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We cannot do it without you guys. Thank you for all the support and the love that you guys show me, show and show myself and the podcast. Also, shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. We cannot do it without you guys. Like, seriously, thank you for your help. It helps me out a lot. I greatly appreciate that. And if you wish to become a patron, you can. There's a link in the written description of this podcast, and every little bit helps. I do apologize that we haven't been able to get you any Patreon pods, but like Max got caught up going to Spain. Then I'm, I'm actually off to Italy. Maybe we'll try and record one 
on Monday when Max is recovered, or maybe this weekend. Uh, also, shout out to the awesome sponsors of this podcast. We can't do it without them. Remember, everybody, showing the sponsor some love shows the podcast some love. So please, can you go check out and say thank you to, like, I mean, we got links and coupon codes and all this stuff in our written description, so you can go check it out. But a big, big, big thank you to Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tire, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Sun Pedal USA, I think I said that right this time, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, DR, the DRA Shop, and JTP RC. Big shout out to my boy RC Kevin out there doing his thing. And uh, yeah, thank you. Remember, showing the sponsors some love, show the podcast some love, and we have coupon codes, affiliate links. Help us out, people. Help us out. Even if you order something and there's no coupon code, say, hey, I heard about this on the No Name RC podcast. So, Max, you a little bit tired, dude? A little bit tired, you know? Yeah, it's been a long day. Woke up at like 8, line 11 p.m. Well, you almost died in Spain too, so we'll talk yeah. about that real quick. But um, you know, we have some we have some RC questions that we need to get into. Uh, we don't. Oh, okay, so first off, let me get this straight because I have a story. So Sunday, I got hacked. I lost. Uh, I don't know what happened. It got into my Facebook. They got my Facebook flagged for some old page that I have from many years ago that I don't even use again. Which then, in turn, because I had all of that connected with Instagram. Then that got shut down. Then actually, like 30 minutes after this, they were uh they went into my PayPal. So this was happening while I'm trying to watch like pro buggy or truggy main, debating with guys on Discord about the importance of the world and all this type of stuff. You know, I was just and it was like 110 degrees, and I was sitting like just sweating. So I wasn't able to get my Facebook back. I'm trying to get it back. I have 30 days. I've, I'm sending like pictures of my ID, all this type of stuff. I have some, you know, some people that actually work in Facebook. I was trying to get it back. In the meantime, I did make a new Facebook because, dude, I do most of my work on Facebook and Instagram. I like my Instagram was just kicking off, like just getting up there how I wanted to. I was just learning how to use it. But if I have to start all over again, I will and just do it properly. The TikTok is still up. The NNRC Facebook page is still up, which I was so thankful of. And of course, all of our YouTube stuff is up. But uh, I will say this. Take your cybersecurity serious. I was an idiot. I won't do that again. That's for sure. I felt like I've lost my entire Monday morning. I was so lost. My body's like, just go enjoy the day. I said, I can't. Like, I'm so, I'm, I'm just not feeling this. But anyway, that's what happened to me. Sorry if you guys have been messaging me and I haven't responded. I can't. My Facebook all for for now is just gone. It doesn't exist. So if you see Keenan Keith White, you see me in a gray hat. Wanna know? It's either gonna be me in a gray hat next to the JQ van, or me in in an RC gear sitting off at the beach. It's me. It's not a scam. It sucks, Max. It fucking sucks. Really, it does. So I'm in so upset. Yeah. About it. Yeah. I mean, you, you're the person that I know that spends the most amount of time on Facebook. I like sometimes I think even on, in your sleep, you're doing Facebook. 
ninety. I would say eighty five percent of what I do is between Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So I now have to either ho- hopefully get it back or rebuild. But now I'm gonna just have backups and admins for everybody. This won't happen again. And I, I need to. You know what? This if I had a proper if. The, thank God I still had the Discord, so I'd still be able to contact people through there. But this is even more why I want a proper website. So, hey, you know what? If you know how to do badass websites, I'm looking for you. Now, I can't pay you a lot of money, but I want to make my website bad, and I want you to show me how to use it. Contact me because I need to get it fixed. Anyway, Max, um, I think we're going to go straight into the questions this week. Uh the beach RC bench racing question. Cause I don't really have any news. Do you have any news whatsoever? No, not yeah, really. I haven't even had That's That's how messed up I have been. I haven't even had time to look for news. I lost some shout outs. I did want to say shout out to uh, Reno Savoya. I see he had to leave the race early because his, his, uh, I don't, I, I believe it's his, his, ch- his child. I don't know. I'm not sure. I believe she's a girl or she's a female. I believe she was sick really sick and i wish her a speedy recovery and our uh, um positive vibes out to the savoya family and whatnot like that so very scary situation for him and th- in that case racing becomes second you know so oh, i hope yeah no doubt i wish her a speedy 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 recovery max i think we're just gonna go right into some questions uh we're gonna talk about your experience at uh Redavon, and then later on in this podcast, but we're going to go to some questions, then take a quick look at Southern Natch. It was a great race this weekend. I like the track, all that type of stuff. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first, let's go with the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. All right. Thank you to BeachRC, Brent, and those guys. Brent messaged me. He's like, what happened to your Facebook? You didn't pick Dakota Fenn. So I was joking with him. I was talking to Lucas. I see he dropped another video. I got to go check it out. Shout out to my boy, Lucas, man. He's doing some great content. Go check them out. Give BeachRC some subs. We do have an affiliate link. Please use it. It helps us out. Even if you even if you ain't going to use it, just say, hey, I heard about you all the time on the No Name RC podcast. All righty, Max. So we have some questions from last week. I did lose some. Luckily, I uh, I did screenshot these leads because now with my Facebook discipline, I lost one. But our first question comes from my good buddy down in Australia. We have two Australians asking questions. Nick Lewis, moving from a rough track out, a, a rough, blown out, loose tracks to an oiled, medium grip, smoother track. What would be the first three setup changes the arrogant one would make? Um, I'd lower the rear link and uh, reduce uh, towing. Um, also, I'd, uh, I'd probably go for a thicker sensitive, mm. um, but keep the front and rear quite, uh, 
quite stiff still. Uh, sorry, quite uh, loose. Mm, apart from that, uh, there isn't really much. You can go. You can go for a bit stiffer rear spring, uh, a bit sort of more high frequency rear spring. That will give you a bit of speed. Uh, let, uh, or more holes in the piston. Go from like a five hole to an eight hole, maybe. Give you a bit more grip. Um, very sort of slight changes, really. The rear end rolls interchanges. Um, the biggest one I can think of, sort of how fundamentally on how the car handles. But on a smooth track, the rear end can handle the jacking force. Uh, and you can gain much rear grip that way. And then you can reduce towing to gain rotation. So you overall get a car that is a very consistent and good rear grip, but then you still have a car that has uh, a lot of rotation thanks to the low towing. So those are the two things I, I, I think are the most important for me. But for someone else, uh, for David, for example, that perhaps wouldn't work. Okay. Matthew Parsi, Team Parsi, congratulations to the Jack on his second place position. Uh, podium her a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I think it was last week or weekend before. Hi, team. For low grip smooth track, would adding anti squat by lowering the D block pill be more of a more of a useful change than raising the C block pill? For he said smooth and, and smooth uh, a a low grip smooth track. Low grip smooth. Uh yeah. For low grip, uh, you want to lower the rear arm because the rear arm height is very much in control of how the car rolls uh sort of does it feel stiff does it feel soft and does the rear end sort of feel like it has grip uh and the rear arm height is very sensitive to that so the less grip you have you want to feel that the rear end has grip and uh sometimes when it's really bumpy you feel the rear end too much so that's the point where you don't or lower the rear arm. Uh, so yeah, every time it's smooth and low grip, smooth and oily, you lower the rear arm and lower the upper link uh, to sort of match the roll center change. That way you gain grip. Uh, and the limit is when your car starts sort of grip rolling. Okay. Benjamin James, if you could introduce RC racing to a country that doesn't have it, which country would it be? So I thought about this question. It has to be to a country where the people can afford to do it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it has to go to a country. Okay. So this is how it works. I live in a somewhat third world country. Not everybody here can race RC cars, but there's a middle class and an upper middle class. And then there's Uber rich that can, and those are the people that can. And that's a small percentage of the entire population here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would say you would have to introduce it to a country that has the means to support the racing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know which country I would introduce. It's like, all good. like, look, I know we have guys that are doing it in Italy. I'm sorry, in India. And we have guys that are doing it in Sri Lanka and all that type of stuff. But I mean, like, 
would it make sense taking RC to Afghanistan right now? Or something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. to say which country that I would take it to, I think RCs in a lot of countries, it just has to go to countries that where the population can afford to do it. And therefore it can, it can also grow and nurture. And, and you know, in all these countries, they have the same here, like middle-class, upper middle-class, uber rich. So I don't know which country would I introduce this to? I don't, I don't know. Like, well, Costa Rica has been introduced already, but that has been very nice to see. Yeah. They're growing fast. They, they have a very good community. The, the, Biggest issue in something like, for example, the Philippines was all the people were like very wealthy, and uh, and well, that, uh, that's kind of the same issue in, in all these countries, though, to be honest. Yeah, so they are a very slim group, they have to be very wealthy who have enough time to spend on RC mm -hmm. and uh, have sort of enough interest and possibility to do it, and uh. So when they lost the track initially, sort of, uh, there isn't a driving force for RC. The same way for something like mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. France, they have like the Montpellier area. Like there has to be a driving force for RC mm -hmm. in that area, just by nature. And I think, uh, yeah, that is the that is the issue that there isn't a driving sort of force. All right. He also asks, who is an under the radar driver to keep an eye on heading into the the worlds in September? Who is the number one? No, who isn't a driver under the radar? Oh, under the radar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a name. Daniel okay. Pariente. For qualifiers, yes, hundred percent, I agree. But for mains, I just don't believe. It. I just don't trust it. You don't think for, he can make qualifiers? The main? I think he can make the main, but to be sort of a, a huge surprise, you know, mm -hmm. like a top five finish or something. Like, I don't see that happening. I see him being third in a qualifying round. I you know? I think he can he's, make the main. I'm not thinking he's gonna make. Uh... I think. I think if he has. A confidence in his car. Yes, he can make the main. What but type of there's a lot of uh, S works, but there are there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of drivers at this point who are at that level. You know, like uh, that's the level where because there's like we said with Joseph, there's Mayfield, Tessman, Ronafolk, um, Fend. Well, I wouldn't even put Fender. there. So Mayfield, Tessman, Ron Fagongaro. Those four are going to be in the main no matter what, unless they have like massive flame out issues or something. But in, in pure pace, there's no question these guys are going to be in the main. Mm -hmm. And one of these four are very, very likely to win. So then the next group sort of Fend, like, like the groups we... We go through. Yeah, we talk about this in, be, later on in the podcast later well. on, but let's just but give you a dark horse. One driver. Okay, but the groups like after that are so big. Like there could be like Valente who makes the main, or mm -hmm. Valente could make the quarters and not pump up to the semi, and Oscar Baldo could be 
sort of in there. And the picking someone like uh, Pariente is going to be hard because he can be 20th or he can be 5th. And, uh, and any driver, like even Spencer Rivkin might not make the main. But yeah, Pariente, that's going to be one. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's difficult to just. Is say Yuna going? Yeah, Yona Hatana, I think, is going, but I don't think he's going to be that Echo? type of dark horse. Pekko also is going. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's I don't think neither. Parente, Parente probably Polito. will be. Yes. I'll put Polito okay. on that too. Yeah, but Parente and Polito. Yeah, those yeah. are perfect. Those two guys can be, can be anything. Like, Polito wasn't. Pretty that too good this time, but I think yeah. he's gonna be better for the Euros. Yeah, Polito. For you guys who don't know, is Kyosho driver from Italy, who's really good. Like he he made yeah. the last Euros, and he was actually pretty fast till he broke. Uh, all yeah. right, let's see. Um, Edwin Ortiz, will the Southern Natch track build finally break this pattern of flat tracks? I actually thought that the Southern Natch track was pretty good. Lots of decent sized air. Not stupid, crazy, break your car air. Uh, we'll talk more about that in our in our Sonats report that we're going to do here shortly. Dan Thomas, when or if Greg Degani releases his own version of a nitro engine, will it be called the toe? Is his race interview in, in his race interview? He mentioned this, but I tell you what, Greg's dead serious about bringing out an engine. Yeah, that'd be good. Like he wants a carburetor for it though. He said, he said, I'd go to RC2 just to go to the Nova Rossi factory. I go to Italy and race RC2 just to go to the Nova Rossi factory and see if I could buy 500 carburetors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me the other day. Yeah. All right, we have a couple more questions and that's it. Uh, I'm sorry if I did not get your questions. I lost a bunch of them with the great hack of June 6th. June 5th. All right. So, real quick, Benjamin James again. All right. Ryan Steck. We'll do Ryan's question real fast. Why do we not see pillow ball front suspension on 10 scale wheelers? 10 scale four wheel drive buggers. Isn't the uh, S Works um, pillow ball? The old S Works was, but the new one is the same as everything else. I think it's just down to weight. Uh, the pillow ball is a bit more heavy. Oftentimes, like, and uh, also not as durable, I think. Um, it depends on how you do it, but m most of the times the balls will end up being too heavy. Um, otherwise, I think the issue is that the front end becomes too, um, it becomes too numb, sort of. Before uh, drive, the the width of the car compared to the length is. Or wheelbase is is a bit narrower compared to eight scale. So you kind of want a car that uh, has more uh, sort of force in the front tires, and pillow ball has a lot less because of the uh, the sort of what do you call it scrub radius. Mm. So uh, that's probably the reason why you want that aggressive front end, so the the car steers. And the rear end can follow, and but I do believe you can make a pillow ball 
or a C Hub work in ten scale just as well. Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Uh next question. Benjamin James, and this is our last question. If most of the American eight scale races don't travel to the IFMA Worlds in Spain this year, what would be the alternative? What do you, what do you mean? What would be the alternative? There is not. I, I first off, I think most of them are going. Like I said, the Spain's yeah. lifted the uh the vaccine thing, so a lot of these guys will go. I mean, I don't think every single person that qualified for the world is going to go because it is expensive as well. But I think these top guys will. Well, I mean, what alternative is there? I mean, let's look at, at South Africa. They had a they had a uh, worlds there. Not, I don't think any of the Americans went, and then some dude won it from South Africa, and then you had no, Jakarta. German guy, but okay, yeah. so German. And but then that you had South Jakarta. Africa was South African was different because there was absolutely. No top driver who went. Really? Was it that dangerous or what was happening? No, I don't know. People just boycotted it. But there was absolutely like Martin Ahta wasn't even, I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't right, even right. I like, I get that. He, he had no chance of winning even the Euros. Yeah. So, uh, but J- Jakarta was also, I, I wouldn't even count that as a sort of, uh, having an asterisk or anything because it was just a few Americans like Thibaut Cavalarian mm-hmm. and I think Drake who didn't go but I mean Korch was there Degani was there uh, Chad Bradley was there so it's it's like Davidis yeah Davidis was there I go yeah, on all those guys I think I think that's just a bit of an excuse uh, like it's too dangerous it's I think it's just uh, wanting not to Put yourself in a situation where you can look bad, I, and that—that's to me, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, uh, you know what, man? I'm gonna say it. I am going to fucking say it. I know JQ says it too, but Neil Buggy, the Americans went right. The last Neil yeah. Buggy, it moved to Redavon. No Americans went. Yeah. So. I think they're nervous of this track. But see, when I look at this track, I don't look at it and say, oh, I'm scared of it. I look at it and say, holy fuck, this would be a great place to have a world championship. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was funny because a lot of people were watching the Info RC, uh, RC, thanks to InfoRC for giving us some coverage. And I just remember like some of my American fans saying, holy shit, this track is fast. Like, you know what I mean? And these yeah. are 50 second, 51 second fast laps. Like this isn't like putting around and all that type of stuff. So it's it's going to be interesting. You know what, man? I just want the best and the best to go represent their countries and do what they got to do. Because that's, that's something that people overlook too. This is a chance to represent your country. Let's look at the world's like the Olympics or the World Cup of football. You get a chance yeah. to go represent your country. Not only are you representing your brand and all that type of stuff. And I think a win by like David, by any of these guys, like some people try to say that a win of a world isn't going to ch- change things. A win of a world, a win of a world gives you two years of legitimate, we are world fucking champions. Associated has been able to do that for now almost four years. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it does bring legitimacy. It does give you that. And I don't care what anybody says. It does help sales. Anything you wanted to add bef- with that before we go, Max? 
No, I think the only thing I'm sort of wondering about is, uh, like, I think Ongaro, for the first time, he looks like he has a real uh, shot to sort of unleash his dominance. The, the Euro track is his style. The world's track, I mean, he won the warm-up. Like, imagine winning two worlds in a row, winning the years and the worlds in the same year, winning uh, a world's warm-up, winning IBC, winning um, Montpellier. Like, that type of year, I don't... To me, that I don't even believe in that because I don't think he's looked as good as he could. <laughs> and that sounds ridiculous to say because he's been so good. But I think that's one of the storylines I'm interested to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like, he has the chance to be more dominant than I think anyone has ever been. Really? I think wow. so. That's a bold statement, Max. That is a fucking yeah. bold statement. Very bold statement. But the thing is that he has to make, he still has to prove that final step. And right. then, yeah, but the, the fact that this is possible to see, I think is interesting. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, you know what, Max? I think it's time that we, I don't have any more questions. I'm sorry. Like I said, if I missed you guys' questions, but unfortunately, that's what happened. I think, Max, we're going to go on and talk about the Southern Nationals and the world's warm-up. So, with that said, thank you to BTRC. Thank you guys for your questions. We will be, I would say next week, but I'll be in Italy, so I won't be able to do that. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the questions. We enjoy answering them, and hopefully we get some more uh, for our episode in a couple weeks. And thank you to BTRC. Remember, everybody, use that affiliate link. It's in the written description of this podcast max with that we're going to go start on the southern nets uh race report race recap brought to you by techno rc and high tech rcd techno rc techno rc techno rc is a premium manufacturer specializing in eighth and tenth scale high performance off-road rc buggies and trucks Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. TechnoRC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. And thank you, TechnoRC, for your continued support. Techno had a pretty decent weekend at the Southern Nats. Also, this SoNats recap is brought to you by High Tech RCD. They are a leader in all R in RC systems. And sorry, I lost that. They are a leader in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability, supported by a dedicated customer service. The HSBC 9381TH servers, along with their new DB8778WPs that are catering the 10 scale world for your 10 scale on road and off road. Both offer efficient brushes, motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They are both designed with the manufactured with high technology, and they are using their industrial servo innovations, bringing them to RC. The RDX2 Pro Charger, I am using it because I'm doing some boat racing or not boat testing tomorrow and see if I can get my boat to do 100 miles an hour. 
Uh, it charges two battery packs at once. I am currently charging two 3S battery packs, and I am monitoring them on my, well, not right now, but monitoring them on my phone with the Bluetooth dongle. Trust in high-tech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit hightechrcd.com slash where to buy for your nearest dealer. You can find the links in the written description of this podcast. Max Southernets, uh, nice race in uh, Louisiana. I've been here uh, to this race with JQ when the previous owners, Caleb Hamby, uh, may he rest in peace. He passed away last year. Him and his buddy, they made this race, and I had probably the most fun and is one of the best facilities I've been to for racing, indoor racing. So it, it's good to see. Race time now has it. Uh, it is a cap race. I think they went a little bit over that cap race, but it isn't too bad. I mean, it was like 450 entries altogether, and I think it was a, I think it was a comfortable race talking to people that were there. They got some track time. And they were out of there at a decent time. I did watch a lot of this on Sunday. I think I watched the pro, like one of the pro e-buggy mains, the pro truggy main. And of course, of course, I watched the pro, uh, pro nitro buggy main as well. So I just wanted to have, give a few shout outs, Max, from this race. First off, I have to say, let's, let's play it. We'll put the um, pro nitro uh, race on while I do this. So we can watch this. So you guys can watch it while we do it. And we'll talk about this track. Because I actually think this is probably one of the best tracks I've seen Bobby do in, in quite some time. It was really good. So, by the way, I do not earn the rights to this. This is from Live RC. I pay my $5. And this is what you get. Instant replays. Max, what are your thoughts on the track, dude? I'll tell you what. This is my favorite part of the track right here. Boom. Yeah, jumping actually- up that. Actually, it's funny because I heard uh, on some uh, podcast, Bobby has said that, oh, this track, like, I, w- I can't wait to hear Max say something about this track or whatever, something no- noting me. It's actually interesting because I, I thought exactly as you did, that this is one of my favorite tracks of this. It's very, very sort of simple. There is... Mm-hmm. There's n- not too much. There's there's not too much of anything. There's mm-hmm. just enough of everything. I, I think the flow of the track is very nice, and mm-hmm. the sections he has, they you have to drive the car differently in some sections. Some sections you have to be very aggressive, uh, jump jump aggressively. Some sections you have to just keep your corner speed up and drive smoothly. So yeah, congrats to. Uh, uh, I, I think they did a great job. I think <laughs> it's funny because like PNB was almost the polar opposite of me, but this track is this is what I sort of like him best to do. Because when I went to PNB, the sections that are here that I like, those were the sections that I the type of sections that I liked best at PNB when I went. But mm-hmm. the other stuff which I don't like, like that's the part from. Uh, this track that's missing, like the two difficult parts or the two big parts. I think that's what's missing from here. I mean, I just like, I like that section right there. I like this double. I really like this, yeah. this quad pack. I think some guys were able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I like it. And then they had this, this straightaway, like this rumble section and you would, and guys were able to come flying, not like right here. 
It'll able to come yeah. flying on through the middle. The cars got a little bit disrupted, but nothing too serious. A nice straightaway into a jump. I like that. I like that. And then I love this jump. Even though they're cutting the track, I love the yeah. jump. I do I think he jump. should have uh, he should have made the pipe uh, correctly, so they would have had to. Because now he sort of made the pipe a uh, bit to the side. But I mean, I think that's better for you know, people not breaking their cars. Yeah, yeah. I have no, I have no, I liked it. I have, uh, I, I really enjoyed the track. It looked good. Um, I was happy to watch the racing there. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Great kudos to uh, Trackmasters, and they did a great job of building the track. All right. So, as we can see, Dakota Fenn is like out to a lead, and that's it. Like, he led from start to finish. Uh, yeah. I thought Mayfield was going to get there at some point. But he he had some issues. I believe he flamed out, and then he just kind of yeah. gave up at the end. Yeah, he uh, before the first pit stop, he flamed out in the back. Ah, uh, um, okay. And then the crazy thing that happened was the marshal who brought his car. He I saw just that. Threw threw it over the main main shadeway and into the fucking pit, and just like <laughs> I know, it almost hit him in his head. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, whoa! <laughs> that, that was Drew Spurgeon, I think, that was pitting him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunate for Mayfield. He seems to have some bad luck at this race. I mean, it happened last year. He did win Truggy yeah. though. So uh, good stuff. I think the other the two two things stood out to me on this at this race. One is what we're, is the guy we're looking at right now, Jackson Brunson. This dude, Jackson Brunson, qualified TQ Q two of all these guys. Fucking impressive. And I told you. That Jackson Brunson is definitely getting faster. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brunson, number one surprise. I mean, in the mains, Fuller ended up beating him, but still, yeah, having that he... type of qualifying, like Fuller, in my opinion, is, is a different caliber driver than Brunson. So mm-hmm. for him to to show those results, I mean, I've never seen him do that. That's impre- impressive, and I think. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good for his confidence going forward. Yeah, I mean, he got a... And I think he ended up... Let's see. In truck, he finished... Let's see where he finished in, in, in Pro Nitro Buggy. So in Pro Nitro Buggy, he, 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 he couldn't put it together, and he ended up finishing... I don't know. Where is he? Uh, Pro Nitro A main. Uh, he finished 10th, so he didn't have a good main. But in truck, he, he was leading for a while, and he ended up... Finishing second, I believe. So let's bring that up. Yeah. No. Okay. So no, it was Ryan Mayfield, Dakota Fan, Jackson Bronson, Cole Ogden, Mason Fuller. That's a that's HB three cars in the top five. Three cars in the top five. HB yeah. is killing in America. Uh, I would say in Truggy six is a good result for Seth Van Dalen. Jared Tebow in seventh in in Truck. He would win better than that, but he was kind of off on Truck all weekend. I would say. Uh, it looks like uh, Fai Long made it in, in Pro Nitro Truggy, so good good, good to him. He finished 11th. And a big shout-out to Cole Kasten. Um, he, he, uh, he's getting faster, man, getting faster. Brandon Rose in 13th, he would he would want better than that. Spencer Hecker, Tyler Jones. Yeah, Tanner Danny kind of broke at the beginning. Tyler Jones should, should just be way up further in these races, especially in Truggy and whatnot. All right, so let's go to 
the other 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 person that super super impressed me and i started really taking notice of him this exact race last year joey bordon last year joey bordon just missed the did he get the bump or he just missed the bump oh no he was involved i think it was an e-buggy i think he was involved in the in, in in an incident similar to fuller's but it was brandon rose's fault joey bordon out qualifying all the technos in uh at this race, Max. Impressive. Yeah. Super that is, impressive. And, and the fact that he is sort of he doesn't seem like he's a big part of the team, you know, they don't push him much. He's sort of mm-hmm. more in the in the blinds. You don't really mm-hmm. know and see of him as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he if it's his location or something, but it's really good to see. Him having some good results. Oh, he's been hitting. He's been hitting the racing hard. Him, his dad. Uh, I was talking to him at at Silver State, and he he was really good at RCGP. In yeah. fact, I had picked him to win, but he didn't. But uh, he ended up finishing thirteenth. But I think he can take away that he had a great, you know, thirteenth out of eighteen. So. You know, starting, yeah. I think, six ahead of, like, Jared Tiba and all that type of stuff. I think that's really good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It, and Pro Nitro, man, man, Dakota fan just, just took over. And I think Mason Fuller, had he qualified better, because he started in 11th, right? And when you got 18 cars and you're starting in 11th, you have a complete and total cluster to get through you know what i mean it's not easy and he was able to get up to second but by that time i believe fend was just so far ahead that it was it would have been impossible unless fend made a mistake or had an issue it would have been impossible to catch him so look man i i can't i can't i can't say much more about mason fuller besides the fact that he will win it's, and and how many times will he win? So if I'm these guys, if I'm these guys right now, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about I'm I'm nervous about Mason Fuller. I'm not because I know he's gonna win. Jared Tebow, third place. I think Tebow would want a first, but I think a third is a good position for him. It's 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 good on this type of track. Not really, you know, like, uh, I wouldn't say it's not really a techno track because to be honest, let's see, Seth and Allen was fourth. So, yeah, yeah, good result for Tebow. What do you think about that? Third, he would win first, but I think he can help. Yeah, I, I don't think Tebow. currently Tebow's program isn't good enough where he could battle for wins unless it's a really, really good day for him. Mm-hmm. And that is unfortunate. I think he drives really well. I just think he sort of the car set up, uh, maybe even tires. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And that isn't isn't enough at the moment because I think his driving is good enough. Seth and Dalen in fourth and qualify fifteenth. Damn good, great, good show. Congratulations, Seth and Dalen. Did you listen to JQ in the last podcast? I think that's a great no, result for Seth. Uh, he. I mean, yes, I want Seth to win some of these races, but he. I think he needed that good fourth. 
And yeah, Seth has, had, yeah, Seth has had uh, two good races now. I think PMB and Gary, yeah. he's been really good. Spencer Heckert started in 10th, finishes in fifth. Great result for him. Top S Works guy. Yeah. Um, Warren Horse was surprisingly lost this weekend. I agree. Because he hasn't, I don't think he has had as bad of a race as, he, as this one was. Even at PMB, he was better. Uh, sorry, at SIC, he was uh, better than this. Um, go Ogden seventh. I don't know how to feel about this. I expect, yeah. I, I thought Cole would be fast at this track because he's always been faster. So while seventh isn't bad, it's not the best either. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing for Cole is he actually finished, oh, you know, like, no, no, but I mean. He was in top ten because a lot of races mm-hmm. he's he has that sort of like he's in like the bottom three really. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's at least good. Like top seven, okay. Like at least you're there. I think that's good. Good comeback for Brandon Rose after a disappointing Silver State in ninth. He went better than that, but I think he can deal with that. I think he can deal. And like I said, Brunson yeah. in 10th, Pavitas in 11th. I don't know what to think of Pavitas right now. At one point, I it's think crazy. he's gaining. Yeah. The, the crazy thing about it is how consistent he is. Like, if you go through all the races he's done this year with all the pros, he's always there. He's always in the main. He's mm-hmm. from, like, 7th or 8th to 12th every single race. Like, every time, no matter what happens, he's always there. So, oh shit! Yeah, you know, I was looking at the wrong results. Sorry, that was oh no, that's pro nitro buggy. What am I saying? Why does it have him here in ninth? I don't get that. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, ninth for him. I, I, I'm happy for him. Oh, Pavitas was talking about. Sorry, I got lost. Yeah. I don't know what Pavitas is gonna do, man. He has he improved since he left AE. I think yes. Inconsistency, okay. yes. Okay. The thing with AE was when he was good, he was really good. But when he was mm-hmm. worse, he was really, really bad. Because now mm-hmm. it's been sort of no matter which race he goes, he's more consistent. Like remember in 2021, like at DNC, he was nowhere. But then at Nationals, he was really good. And he made the mm-hmm. main. But uh, yeah, he's more sensitive to the car with the AE. With HP, he's more comfortable ever. I would agree. I would agree there. <laughs> Tyler Denny, uh, oh, Tyler Jones. He, he, let me see. Did Tyler Jones have any mistakes here? Do you have any long laps, anything like that? Uh, he had a 62 second lap, so maybe he had a flame out. Maybe. He also had a 55 second lap, so I don't know. I don't know what to say about Tyler Jones. I really, I really like him. I think he's super talented. But I, I have to say this. He just hasn't. I don't know, man. Like he won that race at PNB that year and he hasn't won one yet. And, and I'm kind of, you know, you kind of expect him to win it and he hasn't. So I don't know what to think about Tyler Jones at the moment. And there's no disrespect to him. I like him. I like his dad. And I, I think he's extremely talented. But something's something's not right with their pro. Something's not good. Pick him with their program, I would say. Tanner Danny would be disappointed with 14th. Aaron Kaufman 
not a name we get to see much at in these mains, but is a TLR driver from up the northeast. Uh, I would, I mean, just happy that he made the main, man. Happy he made the main. And uh, yeah, let's see who else here. Ryan Mayfield, sixteenth. So yeah, he he tried to go. He retired at the twenty third minute, and uh, that happens. That happens. This seems to this race seems to be Mayfield's scripted for Nitro Buggy. So yeah, yeah, hard to say. And congratulations to Julian Oliveras and Lee Setzer, the only associated guys to make it, but both out extremely early. Quite disappointing for associated, I would say. That's that, you know the only two cars you got in there, and and they and they finished like. I mean, Julian was out at six minutes and thirty seconds, and Lee was out at three minutes and ten seconds. So quite yeah. disappointing. You didn't even get a chance to see what they could do, and uh, whatever. Let's have a quick look at e buggy. Dakota fan, born horse had a good e buggy weekend. Mason Fuller, Cole Ogden, Brian Mayfield, your top five. Jackson Brunson six. Yeah, he had a good weekend, dude. Let's see here. We had one, two. Three, four, five, six, six HBs in that race, in the yeah. in the e buggy race. And Joey Bardon made the main, and Jermaine made the main. Ryan Lutz, ooh, not a good e buggy race for Ryan Lutz. Non in in thirteenth, he would won yeah, a probably won a better race than that. Though. I have to really see who won. I have to see who won e Truggy. Hold on. Oh, wow. Tyler Hooks won. No, Tyler Hooks won. And then Fi came second. And Patrick Rossiter third. Wow, how many many E-Truggies were there? Only 18. Low turnouts. Low turnouts. Oh, no, sorry. That wasn't more than that. Um, 436 entries, 185 drivers. Small race for for them. I know this race has to be capped and whatnot, uh, but I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Congratulations to Dakota Fan on his dominating win. Mason Fuller, it's only a matter of time before he gets that. And I like it. I like the track. I thought it was a good event. Oh, the coverage was good, too. The coverage yeah. was good. So at first, it wasn't good because we only had this camera angle. And I'm like... Danny, please tell me we're going to have moving cameras. I enjoyed Lance's commentating. They took uh, interviews. And um, like, so for instance, I know the guy who won Intermediate Nitro Buggy because they did like a profile on him. So shout out to Cody Ingram. He won that. Ryan Givens, Matt Bogus racing a lot. Graham Hill is, is, is Raya Osborne and Robbie Darby, who has this. Yeah. Wow. And so what they did was they would record like these guys saying who their sponsors were and all that type of stuff. And it looked good. I think Danny and um, Lance did a great job. And I'm glad that Dave and Race Time decided to get them there to do is it. That because he, Yeah, that's Pavitas. <laughs> that's That would probably be why his race sucked. Ooh, two guys Cavalieri, I think. No, that Cavalier didn't go. Oh, wait, so that was some green and yellow. Uh, that was Fuller or oh, Bornhorse. Born oh, yeah, that, yeah, Bornhorse. 
missing from this race? Cavalry, Cole Tollard, Aiden Horn. Yeah, I don't know why they would go. I think uh, we got they got on road races coming up soon. Carpet Nats are soon, followed by yeah. Tent Scale, by Dart Nats, and all that stuff. So I think they're pretty busy with that stuff. Maybe taking a break off. And I know like Aiden and Cole are primarily Tent Scale racers. So yeah, yeah. All in all, man, I think that I love the Southern Nats. I think this is the best track layout that Bobby's made in a long time. Uh, from what I heard, the track went smooth. I heard that, like, because there's a curfew, so they kind of turned the lights out on guys at, like, 9.30 so they could all get the fuck out of there. Uh, yeah. Because if you're in there after a certain hour, it uh, you get charged a lot. I think it's, like, a $1,000 an hour or something like that. The rumors yeah. are that, that this race might be moving to Nashville. Though that's what I'm hearing. Okay, so why? Well, I think logistically wise, it's 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 a long, it's like eleven hour trip to bring all this stuff first. So that costs a lot of money. And and it and to be honest, uh while I think the entry count of four hundred and uh I, I think the entry count of four hundred and thirty-six drivers is a good comfortable race. I mean I'm pretty sure that this facility is super expensive too. And they can't go, they can't really have more races because they have to be out by a certain time. So yeah, I, I think that plays because you got to understand, I believe the, the people that started this race did it for their passion just to have a race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's great. But we also like Dave is a business, you know what I mean? And race time is a business and they have to make money. So maybe moving this race to Nashville will allow them to have more entries and then they can make more money. And also logistically wise, they don't have to like, like I could imagine how much it costs to send all that stuff there. Yeah. But it's a shame because it's a great facility. It's probably one of the best facilities to have an on-road, tra- an on-road race at. It also gets a big group of the Texas guys that come. But it, it's it's a long drive for everybody. Like it's it's a long drive, and it probably one of the things that hindered this race. But man, yeah. I'm looking at Fen. Fen looks so good. Like like no mistakes, no mistakes whatsoever. Fen's good, Max. Fen's good. Anything yeah. you want to say about this race before we uh, sign up? No, I think it was the track was pretty good. Racing was pretty good. It was just uh, sort of uh, a good race time event. Yeah, that's that's what I can say. I, I really don't have anything to say negative about this race, to be honest. I don't. Not in not in like if we're talking like comparing to. Oh, sort of wow, wow, that was a super track be. cut. <laughs> but yeah, but it, if we compare it to sort of what these races are trying to be, I think mm-hmm. that this race executed that pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I love this layout much better than the PNB layout. I, I, I really didn't like that too much. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I, I like the layout, man. I like the way the track, the surface formed up. Um, I really like this spot, like where you can just come fly in, but your cars still get disrupted onto a straightaway, and then yeah. I love that. So great race. Uh, Dave has two more races left. He has Wicked Weekend, and then he has AMS. If this goes to Nashville next year, uh, I think that'd be good. I mean, Nashville is a big city. So, uh, I mean, 
maybe maybe it will get more interest and more people go in there. We'll see. We'll see. But Southerners, great race. They are having uh just to to park it, they are having a uh one last race at this race for a memory of Caleb Ham- Hamby and the guy who used to build the oil tracks for Southern Nets is going to come and build one last track with all the crazy, you know how you have all the crazy elevation and all that type of stuff. So that's going to happen the week. I, I think it's the week after the worlds, but uh, in general, I enjoyed watching the racing uh, people that I talked to were kind of like, yeah, it was a good event. And yeah, I enjoyed the coverage. I enjoyed hearing Lance call it. And yeah, I mean, I know this sounds like I'm a hater, but I'm kind of glad Mayfield didn't win. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't, I, I wanted Mason Fuller to win, but I, I just want somebody else to win. I, I don't have an issue with Fenn winning. I don't have an issue with Mayfield winning, but I just like to see somebody else win or change. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't really care. Max says, I don't really care. Yeah. All right, Max, you know what? Uh, I think that's all we're going to talk about the Southern Nats this week. Congratulations to all the winners, uh, everybody that participated. Uh, good job. I'm glad you guys went. You had fun. Uh, let's see. Let me shout out some of the guys here um, <clears throat> who I think my boy Paul Rodman made the A-Man and Sportsman. Shout out to the intermediate drivers as well. You guys done a good job. And man, yeah, E Truck, man. E Truck's growing. Let's see. I want to see how many E Truck, uh, E Trucks there are. Hold on for a second. E Truggy. Mark Santa Maria was there too. I think his son won Sportsman Nitro Buggy. That's good. Nitro Truggy. So that's good as well. Congratulations to his son. And um, yeah, all around good event, comfortable event next to hotels. Everything's there for you. And uh, yeah, 58, 58 e-truggies, 58 e-truggies. Good stuff. All right, Max. Um, I think that's it for that. We're going to go. I think JQ is going to meet up with us in, in a minute. So we're going to go over and we're going to talk about the world's warm up because you was there. JQ was there. And the world's warm up report is brought to you by. TNR Fuels, TNR Fuels here at the NNRC. We are all about the glory, and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. You can get TNR Fuels throughout USA, and he does now have international shipping. For more information to support the company, purchase some fuel, or get it in your hobby shop, please visit www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at dnrfuels.com. Also, this World's Walmart report is brought to you by Lugs Racing Tires. Lugs Racing Tires has over 55 years of combined experience in RC. They've been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. We have the Lugs Econ lines of tires that were developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality but lower cost means savings can be passed on to you, the racer. And we have their premium line of tires that provide pure pure performance made using lugs, custom molds, and proprietary rubber compounds. Tires are available in medium, soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear. Visit www.lugsracing.com. Use the promo code NNRCLUGS in all caps, and you will save 
25% off your order. Max, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lugs. Thank you, TNR, for your support. Everybody, show them some support. Max, are you ready to talk to uh, to JQ? You know, you spent a few days with him. Let's get him in here, and let's uh, let's have a chat about the world's warm-up. What do you say? Yeah, man. Always excited to uh, talk about to the village idiot. I'm going to say something <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Well, let's get JQ in here. Ifmar, world's warm-up. With our, with, with, you know, it's not often that we get these two together, but we got my vice co-host, Max, down below. Barry's son. That's his new name, JQ. And then uh, over to my left, we have my vice, vice co-host, our vice, vice host, JQ, who's coming off, uh, uh, you know, being in Spain and the sun and, you know, one of the best tracks in the world that I could think of. Like, what's up, dudes? Um, welcome back from Spain, JQ. Are you happy? You don't look happy Thank at you. all. No, I'm tired. I actually fell you asleep know- today at five. <laughs> but I you know what? I, I have to give you some credit. I like the non-black or gray shirt that you're wearing. Blue looks good on you. Don't ever wear red. But blue looks all right on you. Don't ever look red. Red made your head look like Pixel super left. big. Yeah, it's good. No, it's good. it was good the to, camera and the angle. It's good to see you not wearing RC clothes. Okay. So what's up, guys? So you guys went on. JQ, let's talk about this. When did you get out to Spain? I went there already on, on Wednesday. So I went to another yeah. track for two days. David joined me for the second of those. And then warm-up started on Friday. And Max arrived on Friday also, which was good. So he only spent a shorter time in Spain because he almost died. Even in that short time. <laughs> Let's get that over and done with. Max, you did almost die. Not die, but yeah. I had a heat. I, you, I think so. You can't close um, to death. Basically... <laughs> Um, David semi-final. We flew in Max. We flew Max in to be David's mechanic because mm-hmm. Adrian got COVID, so he couldn't go. Right. So then, last minute, we flew Max in to be David's mechanic, and everything was going smooth until the semi-final first pit stop. So, <laughs> semi-final first pit stop comes rolls around, and uh, David's about to come in, and everything had been okay, like. Max was the guy with the gun. I was going to lift the car up. And then right before he's supposed to come in, I looked like, where the hell is Max? Like, I was just going to tell him, like, he needs to come in. And he's behind the driver's stand throwing up, holding the gun, ready to go. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? And the, so actually the, the, they had these guards there, like police guards, security, whatever. And, she sort of pointed over there because she saw I was looking for someone. She pointed, I look, he's throwing up. I go grab the gun from him first. <laughs> then we do the first pit stop with a new crew, me and Nicola. And then I go check on Max, like, what the hell is going on? So, yeah, he just started throwing up uh, for no apparent reason. And he got a headache and he was all pale, paler than normal, which is unbelievable. <laughs> and... <laughs> Then he he was in the pits, and I actually had to go marshal. So because I started in the 1-8, bumped to the quarter, from that 1-8, I had to marshal the semifinal. So I was marshalling 
And then about halfway through the 30-minute <laughs> semifinal, I see a fucking ambulance rolling up. Right? <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, surely that's not for the pits. <laughs> okay, then it pulls up and starts backing to the back of the pits where we were. I'm like, that's for sure for Max. Like, what the hell just happened? Like an ambulance. So that's, I was marshalling. I didn't really know what's going on, except I was pretty sure that Max just died. <laughs> so that's that's my side of the story up to this point. So maybe Max can fill in. Oh, yeah. I was just fucking laying on the ground and throwing up in the pits. Like when I went, like when I threw up initially behind the pits, I was like, okay, now it's like I'm okay. I walked up to the pits, drank some water. I was like, okay, feeling a little bit better. And then when when I down back to the pits, like ask if everything is okay. And then I was like, okay, now I gotta go back to pits because I was like super, like my head was hurting and I was like about to throw up. And then like when I went to the pits, like we were we were lucky that we were on the side because there was that fence and I just started throwing up over the fence. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then someone like I think Ibars and Kilic were there. So they was like, okay, dude, like chill. And then I was just laying on the ground and throwing up there. And the uh, guards were there just like with coal packs and everything. Hey, you know what? You look like you had no sun whatsoever. JQ, I can tell you had any sun, but you have a lot more melanin in your skin than G- than, than Max. I have a nice farmer tan. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're like me. You know what I mean? You get you get that red and then you get that nice dark. Because you know, that's, 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 that's how it is when you have melanin in your skin. But this dude, her, he lacks yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't even look like he's been in the sun. So in the Discord, I was like, yeah, Max, Max almost died at the, at the world's warm-up. He had to get taken to the hospital yeah. with heat exhaustion. Like, why? What happened? I said, oh, his pale Nordic skin couldn't help it. <laughs> like, <and> then, <laughs> yeah, it couldn't handle it. One of the guys from Sweden times in, I can concur. We can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Besides that, besides that, there was a, a great race this weekend. Um, I have to say thank you to InfoRC for bringing it to us because, man, I mean, I mean, it wasn't a full full on like production, but it was good enough for me. You know what I mean? I haven't seen anything. How was it? Did they have it, decent video of the finals? It, it was it was pretty good. I mean, um, he did follow Oscar Baldo quite a lot. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? Yeah. And yeah, then he should like, have followed the battle, maybe. Right, because Angaro and Ranafalk are like battling. You know what I mean? The other dog fighting for 15, 20 minutes, and we saw uh, 60 seconds of that. Yeah, and they both actually came through the pack because, um, well, to back up a bit, for the, this was the first race where. Let's I back, back, pretty back, back right up. Like, let's start from okay. practice and all that stuff. So you got practice. So this was a three-day race, correct? Yeah. So Friday yeah. was practice, Saturday qualifying, Sunday mains. And practice and qualifying were all 10 minutes. So long runs on the track. And uh, entry was surprisingly small. So we got a lot, a lot of track time, but very quick turnaround. So it's very mm-hmm. hectic. And yeah, practice went well. And this was the first race that I've been with, been to with David, where I was actually quite confident that he would do very well. And already from the very first time I drove, he hadn't actually driven. I drove, 
And by just based how good my car was, I felt like, okay, this finally, he's going to be happy. Like the car's going to be good for him. Mm-hmm. And it was so like he was typically the fastest in uh, free practice runs. Then in seeding, he was, I don't know, top three, top five. He was up there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think fifth. Five. And, yeah, fifth. yeah and but then, he had the best lap all the way through the yeah, season. Yeah, he usually did have the fastest lap. He didn't maybe put three together. Then qualifying was also good, but we did use qualifying as pre- preparation for the worlds for testing and also learning about setup. So, for example, he had a very good Q5. He TQ'd by a lot. I think that that qualifier, him and Kanas were on a pace that was like 10 seconds faster than everyone else or something. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a lot. But then Kanas flamed out, so then he was alone and he, he got the TQ. But then we still changed the car for Q6 because we wanted to learn something about how he prefers to set his car up, or I did. So we we made a change for Q6 and it wasn't that good. Uh, but we learned something. So qualifying was good. I can't remember where he qualified. Um, fourth or fifth or something. I think it was I think fifth, fifth. But fifth, he ended up starting yeah. second yeah. after a semi. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the quali- in qualifying, um, Kanas was super fast all the time. Um, what's his face? Uh, Baldo. Oscar Baldo was super fast. But he had some mistakes, but then pulled it together in the end. And then yeah. the X-ray guys, they started off a bit slower, but they found something sort of halfway mm-hmm. through qualifying and suddenly got yeah. really fast. Yeah, Desmond was fine. Okay. So, yeah, that, yeah, so that kind of went... That round, yeah. Yeah, it kind of went in, in uh, waves a bit, like who was fast at what time. Yeah. But Kanas was sort of consistently always fast. Oh, and yeah. Actually, Kanas was like... Yeah, top three almost every round up until the final rounds. What happened so, to him in his semi? Uh, I believe he just flamed out, but I'm not really? sure because, like, just before the pits, he just like flamed out, and then I didn't see him again. Maybe he ran out of fuel. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it could be he ran out of fuel, but it was weird. But definitely, I think Kanas was probably the home. fastest guy, one of the fastest guys there all weekend. Yeah. Period. But, yeah, he was consistently fast. Like yeah. uh, Ongara was fast one round. Same with Balda. He could have a, a really, really good round. The next round, he like have a, a good lap and then just crash and good lap and crash. But yeah, Kanas was like every round he was there. Right. Uh, like, yeah. so was- and then ta- I would have to say Tasman was the second fastest and most consistent because I, I, I really, I thought yeah. Ty would be there, but not like that. Like, and um, I remember talking to you, Max, and it's like Tasman's just driving so aggressive, like you know. Yeah, it was interesting because he drove like he almost never does, where he he threw the car into the corners, which is so unlike Ty. So it was really good to see, and even like this sort of a uh, sort of a uphill in the middle of the track, uh, and then it jumps up a bit. He even mm-hmm. like uh, jumped that extra far, almost into the face of the second uphill. So, like, every single sort of point on track, he was attacking quite hard. So, yeah. And the only thing about Ty was that if he wasn't in his groove, then he seemed to suffer. But mm-hmm. when he found his groove and did his laps, he seemed to be pretty good, like he did in the semi. Yeah, Ty was super aggressive, started on pole. 
What's up with Ongaru? Talk, talk to me about Ongaru, uh, uh, JQ. Yeah, he took some time to get going. He, yeah. he did have a really fast qualifier, but he was sort of more more off the pace than on the pace, I would say. And even mm-hmm. in the semifinal, didn't look very special. And then uh, only started like sixth or seventh in the main. So up until the main, he wasn't really featuring that much like you're used to seeing him. He was searching. I don't know. Then the long main comes along and sort of at the back mid-pack and then him and David actually worked up through the pack throughout mm-hmm. the race. So, yeah, clearly made a statement that he, he will be uh, one of the contenders at this Worlds also. Do you think he can win it? Yeah, of course he can. I think, yeah, when Max comes back, uh, we can discuss that, like who we think the re- real contenders are for the Worlds. But, yeah. He definitely so let, can win. Let's talk about the track. So are they planning on doing some changes to the track? Yes. So I don't know how to say a percentage, but most of the track surface and the features will rem- remain the same, but they change how the layout goes. Um, oh. Yeah, so... The layout change will actually change the flow of the track quite a lot. So it will be a lot slower, more technical. You know, those hills that you drove all the way up the hill, all the way down the hill, like they will basically be removed. So you just go, you know, halfway and then you turn and then you come from below halfway. And so it does change quite a lot with the the way they change the layout. But most... You know, the sort of steps, elevation steps in the track are the same. Obviously, all the concrete and stone sections Mm -hmm. are the same. You drive them the same. The jumps are mostly same in the same places. But instead of maybe doing all the jumps in a row, you after the first big double, you you turn. And then Mm. you you do the other jump later in in the lap. So, yeah, they are going to change it. Um, do do you think we're going to see plus the same. plus sixty second laps at this race? Oh, that's it is slower. Good question. It is going to be slower. I th- yeah, I think that this layout will actually be slower, but not that much slower. Okay. So, um, I don't think we will see over sixty second laps. All right. What about the surface, though? Because the surface was a little bit weird this week as well. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fine. I think that for the Worlds, they will try to put a bit more glue, I think they used, so mm. that it would stay together a bit better. I would prefer it if the surface was as it was now. I liked mm-hmm. it because it broke up. It wasn't all um, sort of glued track. And also because it broke up a bit, uh, there was more dust, which lowered the grip. So... Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. I think it will start off super smooth, super high grip, and then it will start breaking up a bit. The grip will go down a bit, and uh, that's how it will be then throughout the week. I hope they don't fix too much of it if it does start breaking up. And how long is this Worlds again? From I actually Saturday don't know. Today, I think I think it's I need... from Saturday or Sunday to Saturday. So it's Yeah, I need to... 
I need to get a definite answer on that when the first day is. And is it happening? Because I know at some point you was like, it might not be happening. The world is definitely happening, yeah. All right, good. No questions. Good, 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 good. Uh, Who else impressed you at this track, uh, at this race? Yeah, so, yeah, it was actually funny because in qualifying or after qualifying, I said, uh, we were in the pits and I said, hey, you know who's actually been doing better than he has in the in the recent years, like who is actually doing better now, like outperforming what he's been doing. And I asked Max and David and they didn't get who I was thinking about. And then I said, Boots is actually doing, he's actually doing like better. He looks better than, than uh, he has. In a long time. And yeah. And they were actually kind of skeptical. I think Max and David, like, eh, whatever, like seven, nine, whatever qualifying. Uh, in each round, like barely in the top 10. But I think it was because I marshaled for his race. So I saw saw him driving and he just looked like solid. Mm-hmm. And then he actually improved also for the semifinal and the main. Like he was really good. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe this track, the way it is, the size, the speed, you hit stuff. It suits him because he was... Uh, yes, he got a bit of a gift when uh, Robert and David both had solo failures, and but he won the Euros. You know, he was up there. He was in the right place at the right time. He was good here. And maybe there's like a good mojo for him at this track. So let's see what he can do at the Worlds. Let's see how uh, Ricardo Breton uh, a threat or no? Yeah, maybe, maybe we should... Uh, do that like see list the drivers who we actually think like are the most likely world's winners who are the actual guys okay do you think Berton is a is a threat i, I think really. no i i would say for 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 the actual threat to win i would put ongaro like threat to win with no one having issues and everything, everyone's race going great. Mm-hmm. And then one guy wins, right? Mm-hmm. I would say Ongaro and Ronnefalk, definitely. Uh, I would say Tessman, even though his main didn't go right now this time, I would still say Tessman. And I would say, I would also say Mayfield because you can't count him out. And after that, after that, it gets harder. Can you, Max, think of anyone other than those four? I think Fenn's going to be good here. I don't really. The thing is, I don't think Fenn has the ability to... Because on this track, yes, he's going to be good. But that one mistakes he makes in, in America somewhere... That's gonna cost him a lot more here. Yeah, I think. yeah. Because Omaro, not even one mistake in the main, I don't think. Very few like mistakes. Whereas Fend has a guaranteed mistake or two per main. Like okay. no matter how easy the track is. That's just how because he tries so punched. But about, I do think I'd still I say think... I'd yeah, I'd yeah. still say on top of Mayfield, Tesman, David, and uh Davide. Canas is a real threat. Oh, yeah. His That's only the, issue. I forgot. He's the he's the only 
his only issue is reliability. To mm. get his engine running the way he wants, to, to pick the right tire, to for him to be confident and driving his best, there are so many things that can put him off, like happened here. He was so good in qualifying, and then an issue in the semi and in the main, he wasn't really in the fight. Because even though he started last, yes, David and Tesman were right where there with him after they crashed in the first lap. So Canassi is a much more unstable from like Mayfield because let's put it let's put it this way I, I can't remember a world's main where Mayfield hasn't led 2014 he led before he broke 2018 he led for the first tank uh 2012 uh 2016 he didn't lead anything 2016 he didn't lead but 2010 uh 20, 2008 like almost every world he's attended he's led the main at some point or if he's not he's been in the top three at some point so Mayfield yeah. is a clear pick uh Tessman as well but I'd still say Davide and David have an advantage in the main. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tessman TQ, but I'd be surprised him to dominate like he looks like. Because he TQ 2018, but in the main, he couldn't uh, challenge. Yeah, I would say that only driver that I, I could still add as a sort of dark horse is Coelho. So if for the world's he practices a lot and he's in tune with the car and they nail the setup, then I could see that. Like, he, everyone could have a great race up front, all the top players are there, and he could win. Like, I could see that happening. So I would could add him there. And if they glue the track a little bit more, I think that would be in his favor as well. Yeah, yeah also. Uh, yeah. How about, okay, let's talk about Robert, because Robert was doing pretty good at this race. Um, he didn't have the main party yeah. that he wanted. So I, I would say that Robert is one of the drivers who is in that next group. And that's also mm-hmm. where I would put uh, Berton, who this discussion yes, started from. So Robert the and the... Um, no, I, I wouldn't put them in the next group yet. So I would okay. put Robert there. Uh, I would put Bert on there. I would put Fend even there. I would Barfle. put uh, Baruffalo. Ah, I don't know Baruffalo. Not cool, Ogden, I'd put there. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Let me, no, let me explain why. Um, let me explain why, please. Boots even I would put there in that group. Okay. For this I would race, agree yes. with yeah. But why what is I mean is this Ogden? group... Wait, wait, before you say that, let me explain what I mean by this group. This is the, the kind of guys who could win, but I would be surprised. And yeah. uh, also, it would require special circumstances. It would yeah, require exactly. flame-outs, servo failures, DQ, uh, terrible start. It would require these all kinds, and also super good stuff happening to them. Like, it would require things happening throughout the event and the race, which benefited them, and then they won. That's that's my how about, no idea. Um, all right, so yeah, let's you see. Said Cole Ogden. You need to finish I, that. Okay, so why I think Cole Ogden will do good? Um, he's been to Europe more than these guys, I would say. He spent some time over there. I don't know if he's been to this track, Arce, uh, no. but he's definitely right. But he's definitely spent some time on European tracks. And I think, I think the way he drives as well, I think he will do well. Like, 
let's be honest. Like Cole Ogden went to, to Europe and he came back a better driver, you know, at that time. At that but he's not doing that in America now, preparing for this race. So I don't see him doing it. I, I think he will be. All right. So real quick, and then we'll move on. And then right, we'll let's let finish you get... that group. Let's, so we have, oh, we have Berton. Uh, who do we have there? We have Berton, Boots, Robert, uh, Fend. I'd put Cavalieri and uh, Tebow in there also. Um, if you put Tebow, you have to put Perufolo in there. Yeah, I will put Tebow yeah. in there. How about Cavalieri? Yeah, I said Cavalieri. Yeah, he said Cavalieri. I you think Cavalieri like... and Tebow just from experience. Straight the thing about Perufolo is if he's on it, he's, because in, at yeah, this race, so, yeah. a lot of the times he was on TQ pace, but then yeah. he was pushing so hard he made a very dumb mistake. So, so, But like I would be very, very surprised to see him sort of win the main without anyone breaking, just having a good run. I don't see that. But I do no. see him running in second or third and then yeah, picking yeah. up the win. Anyone else like that? I mean, normally Kyle McBride would be there, but he he was so yeah, far from anything good that I don't know. Like he needs to practice for the next three months. He's not he racing be because there. he's not going to race against any competition in Australia at all. I do, I do think that hurts him because yes. to me he was clearly just struggling with being sort of good enough. Not not that he was having issues with tires or he was having issues with engine. To me, it looked like he was just not like. He didn't understand what he needed to do with the car, and he didn't drive the car the way he normally does. Just, and I think that's what even he said himself that sort of uh, it was a sort of a what do you call it, a wake up call. All right. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, Oscar Baldo. So you know, yeah, right sorry. now we have to add him to that group too. Yeah, Baldo is on the list of, No, he's he's on the list too. Make the main if something so, like everything. So let's all right. So let's right. nip this in the butt because we have people already. What I want to know JQ's opinion on home field advantage. Look at Oscar Baldo. He he nearly won that race. He led it for so long. What's your thoughts on that, JQ? I mean, like we said earlier, I think the world should be something that is special and one off and no advantage to anyone. Mm-hmm. But as it is now, there is a home advantage. Yes. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. So I think if you, if this was like Ronde Falks or Ongaros or Mayfield's home track and the layout had been the same for a long, long time and, and uh, it was a very unique track, okay, then, then we have a, a situation. But yeah, but, the chance that of Oscar Baldo winning the worlds, even with this advantage, uh, they are minuscule. I would say. And, and let's very, get this right. Even with this, this right. performance at the warm-up, still, I think it's very unlikely. But so, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Yes. And would it be possible on another track? No. I I I would say so. But is it likely? Very unlikely. Uh, yeah, that's. That's what I think. All right. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I, I got to talk about my favorite racer right now. Got to talk about him. Can Mason Fuller make the main at this race? In the I main? Think so. 
in the main. I think yeah, Mason sure. Fuller makes the main. Yeah, I mean, I think that's almost self-evident at this point. But yeah. Fuller is the type of driver who I don't think I've ever seen him race in Europe. So he could be totally out of it. He could be like qualifying in the quarters or something. But then again, if he's comfortable with the car and they know what to do, then yeah, I don't see him having any, any issues. He he should be there. Just like Ongaro. We remember Ongaro in 2016. Mm-hmm. He was in the main. He was in, I think, battling for third uh, before he hit the pit line entry and broke broke his body uh, mount. And then he ended up finishing sixth. I don't see Fuller maybe being that impressive, but I do see him being there, top five battles and seeing being there. I I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't. Okay. Um, what about Spencer this weekend? Not a good performance for him. What was up? Yeah, we have to add Spencer to that list also, by the way. Okay. So his performance That's this past weekend group. does not it doesn't affect his his chances, you think, to be in that second group? I mean, I think this no. being there helps him to be in that second group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a servo failure or something, right? Yeah, he had a brain failure. Yeah, I heard yeah, Saxton went fuck. I heard Saxton went completely fucking nuts in the pits. Yeah, they they had a tough week. Their tires didn't arrive. They they were really lost in setup. Everything almost went wrong for him. So. What about the J Concepts tires? Will they will they be good at this track? What do you think? I heard Ongaro tried them and didn't like them, but yeah, that's uh, hearsay. What about you, Jakey? What do you think? I mean, I think Mayfield will make them work somehow. Yeah, <laughs> May, the thing the thing about Mayfield that J Concepts tires could suck and Mayfield would still be good for them. Yeah, somehow. yeah. But so you guys, I, I, I don't like, I think I don't think they're gonna be the best. But I have sort of no worries for someone like Mayfield. For someone right. like uh, Fend and Fuller, uh, sorry, uh, not Fend, as uh, Rivkin and Fuller, yes, uh, I'd be slightly worried. But for Fend and Mayfield, I don't think the tire is going to be an issue for them. Maybe well, what the was tire the tire light. to be on this weekend then? I'd say Amazonia, medium. Hot really? Race. So hot yes. or hard? Uh, hot race was really good. AK was really good. Uh, there was only one proline driver there who tried some actually. Hot race uh, Kness and... apparently ran slide locks S2. Mm. Oh, he did, mm-hmm. yes, that's that's okay. what I heard. And I think I think uh, I heard it from others too that he ran proline slide locks S2. Okay. Sweet. So him and Figueredo for starting Proline. Yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Seismic was good too. The scratch was good too. Yeah. The only issue was that uh, they were slightly sh- uh, slower than Hot Race Amazonias, uh, yeah. but they were slightly better on the dust. But I think yeah, for the Baldo year, that's them. actually yeah, Baldo ran them. So for the worlds, actually, I don't think that's. I think it will favor the Amazonas even more if they add the glue, because they the grip they that yeah. rubber had on 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 the line was super good, and the steering that the Amazonian the hot race tire had was good. So so now does this track close for a certain amount of time now, or how does that work? I think it's two months before the event, but right. I'm not totally sure. All right. Well, I think we have a special guest. I see his uh, comment here. Uh, do you guys have anything else you wanted to add before we move on and uh, we have a talk with our special guest? 
No. Nope. All right. Well, uh, all welcome. The fabulous one, Barry Baker. First off, first off, I want to say that I'm making this disclaimer right now. Anything <laughs> that I say, okay, does not represent any company. Okay. Okay. Or anybody <laughs> that is I have been involved with. This is my personal feelings. And that is it. So nobody can take this and say, you know, I did anything. This is all me. Right. Right. Okay. Horizon. <laughs> all right. So what we're gonna, so, so so joining us, uh, he was supposed to come on, but he's been wanting to come on. And you know what? He was he was so upset when he couldn't find me on Facebook. Right. He was he asked around where's Lefty? What happened to him? He erased his Facebook. But we would like to welcome the fabulous one, Barry Baker. What's up, Barry? How are you? First Thanks. off, hey, congratulations, Dakota fan. Complete domination this past weekend at Southern Nats. Complete domination in Nitro Bug. Congratulations. Yeah, he ran well. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's been been doing really well for the last, you know, 18 months or so. I mean, he's always done well. He's mm-hmm. just, you know, he's always been fast and speed. But now, you know, with finishing races and, and and making all the right decisions during the race and we have him a good setup that is pretty consistent you know at most every track now so it's been it's been good i mean um yeah he ran really well i would have liked to have seen you know everybody without having issues but i mean when you have a race like that i mean you're going to have issues by some some drivers you know mm-hmm. and others and i mean we've had issues in the past and you know, it's just you, you pick up the pieces and you move on to the next race. Well, I've said this on the podcast and even even Max kind of agrees to a point. I think he does. I have um, Dakota fan right now in off-road as the best all-around driver uh, because I think he can he's getting it done on eight scale. He's killing it on 10 scale. You know what I mean? And he's racing a lot as well. I don't know how he. He, I don't know how he balances like real life and the amount of races that has got going on, but uh, he's definitely improved. Definitely, you know, you got you got a nationals win this weekend. His first eight, his first eight scale nationals, you know, which was a great accomplishment because you should have had a few. You know what I mean by now about bad luck for him, but that's racing. That's racing. So <clears throat> congratulations, he's definitely on fire, and I and I and I think um, for me, he's on the list of some of the American racers that I think can possibly win uh, the Worlds in September. That, I, and I say that, and I mean that. So be I mean, it, would, it, it would be nice to be on that list. I think it's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, there's a handful of drivers that I personally think have a chance of winning the Worlds mm-hmm. if everything goes right. But, I mean, you got to remember that it all comes down to one 60-minute race. And just like with Kanas at the at the warm up race, I mean, what happens if something happens in the semifinal? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, he's lucky that they've added this last chance race in the last couple of years, because mm-hmm. normally he'd be out of the race. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did they, so, do they not have those? If more are not still, or did they drop that? If you TQ, you you you're still not automatically in. No, I don't think if more ever had that at least in ago. Was it? I thought, Correct me if I'm wrong, JQ, because you're pretty good on these rules and stuff like that. Um, I think if you TQ and you go through the semi, and I think, 
I could be wrong. Even if you don't get that, do you get the number 13 position on the grid? Or is that no? No. no? It, it oh, should be like a long that. Long time though. ago, yeah, it used to be that if you TQ, the, you go straight to the main. And then okay. you don't run a semi. But now they have a last chance instead. But I still think this is an opportunity to plug new rule proposal. I think that TQ should go direct to the main and race the semifinal for start position. So even if they break, they're in the main. But they have to race the semifinal to secure a, a place on the grid. And then that semifinal that, uh, that the TQ is in, they, they bump one more than uh, the other one if the TQ is in a bump position. Genius. I agree with you. I, then I there would be then there would be a lot of value to being TQ because you are safely in the main no matter what, but then you get the same amount of race practice as the others and you are ready for your main after a semifinal. So, also yeah. at the same time on the track because, I mean, yeah. we all know that. I mean, Roar does it where it's like, oh, you have your A main warm ups and things like that, and then these guys run the B main, you know. Or, or they have the semifinal warm-up, sorry, earlier in the day. And then they mm -hmm. run that, that the semifinals, but the TQ has run three hours ahead of that in, their, in the practice sessions mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, the track is going to be the same, but they're going to feel the same on the track, even though if they don't, you know, do well or they break, they, at least they were on the track at the same time and have the same information moving towards the final. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. They actually do that. Uh, Brandon Melton has uh, a series like that in the Southeast, and that's how he did it. So if you TQ'd, you still you had to race your semi, and we're at, like even if you broke, you started last. You well started last in the main. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. And it, it gives TQ worth something, you know, all that hard work, and you still can't make them. I mean, look at Boots, 2012. Yeah. TQs the worlds and can't even and breaks in the semi and doesn't even race. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. All right, Barry. So, um, we was our rant was gonna be about. Uh, I know you want to rant too, but uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that too because you you and Max and JQ want to rant. But I wanted to get your opinion on this because we talked about it. Uh, I'm. I think it might come from just we haven't had a worlds in about four years now. Uh, I, I'm seeing a a narrative. Where, in fact, I'm being asked this question: Is the world just another race? What makes the world so important, and does it really matter who wins the worlds, or does it affect sales and all that type of stuff? And I understand also that uh, you, you and I had this discussion where you you don't like you you know, yes, we, I, I like the fact that the world goes around the world. You know what I mean? Now I'm not saying that the world has to go to India. And, and race there, you know what I mean? Because we, I think we need to race these races where there are a base of people where, where it can be supported. America, Asia, USA, I'm sorry, Europe. Uh, I, and I get it, it costs a lot of money to go to these races. But um, do you think that there is some downplay of, of the worlds lately? Maybe, I, I don't know, it just seems like it. It seems like a narrative that I'm seeing within the industry. Is this for me or for JQ or for... Oh, you can go. I'll start with you. We'll go you, oh. then Max, then JQ. I think now 
mm-hmm. with the world's not being for four years. And I think with COVID and nobody traveling around the world that this world may be, may mean a little bit more mm-hmm. um, this year. But I think uh, normally these guys are racing each other five, six, seven times a year on the, the top guys. Right. Okay. They'll usually travel. Now, granted, I, I know you guys have had, had had this conversation before. The Europeans will come over and race the DNC and the Silver State. The Americans may go over and race Neo Buggy when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, other than that, they don't go over to the Euros, mm-hmm. you know, and the Europeans don't come over to the Nationals. So, Well, they can't. Well, either, either way, I don't think they can either. Has Tasman been to a Euros though? He was there. He was there to work on Bruno's car one year. But I think yeah. he actually participated in a Euros. No, too. no, no, no. You're okay, fine. I'm wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. So, but to answer your question and everything, I think on a normal, regular, bi-yearly worlds, I'm I, a lot of the feeling is it's just another big race. Even though it's a world title, it's just another big race because these guys are going out there. But I think this year it might mean a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, to some people, but I know when I was racing worlds and I was racing, I mean, back when, you know, dinosaurs were around, I mean, we had, you know, when it was on road stuff, I mean, we were racing, we were going to the Japanese nationals. We were Mm -hmm. going over to Europe and running, you know, the LRP race. And I mean, we were doing, you know, BRCA stuff. So, I mean, we were traveling all around the, the world, racing each other a lot having reedy races in Europe, in Asia, in America. So, I mean, the world itself, other than those races was, was, I guess, big because Mm -hmm. back then you only had six, seven races a year that were big. Now you have races every weekend Mm -hmm. that they're like, Oh, it's the Southern nationals in the U S I mean, you have how many English nationals this year and, I mean, you just had a Finnish national, am I correct, last weekend or two weekends yeah. ago before you had the world's warm-up. So everybody has races. Like, everybody's looking to race every weekend now, where before it was like people would go and they'd do their little club races, and then they'd, they'd have the big races. But I think this year is kind of important, and I know that uh, Dakota will be there in Renovon. So, yeah, I think he should be there. I can't wait. Well, I just spoke uh, to him last night, so he is he's going. Well, and also uh, Spain has dropped. For I, I know there's, you know, I, I, look, I give Tebow a lot of respect for what he said. He says I'm not going because oh, I ain't going until they relax their vaccine vaccine laws. Why would Spain you give has, respect for someone being an idiot? No, I give respect for somebody saying what they believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but if I they believe something stupid, why would you respect that? Because at least yeah, he has nobody the balls respects to say GQ. it. He has the balls yeah, and I believe smart it. things. He's <laughs> no, even says in your name right there, that. village idiot. <laughs> I get, you know, look, what I give him respect for is everybody's dancing around the subject, and Tebow came right out and said it. And we yeah, all okay, know that I, you can give respect. I, I, we all that, know that. That's called being honest. Right. We all know that that's a big issue with some of these guys. And that's fine. I don't want to get in that side of things. I don't care about that. But Spain has lifted the vaccine requirements. So I don't think there's any excuses now. I think we should see. I'm not saying that every 100% guy is going to be there. But I definitely think we should see the top two, at least two drivers from each of these teams to go over their race. But I guess for me, 
the, the world is the one race where we get now, now, because like you said, Barry, back in the day, you guys were traveling to different races. You listened to Greg. He went to Europe a lot. He would say, we went to Europe to get better. You know what I mean? And race on their tracks and all that type of stuff. But now we don't have that anymore. So this race, the DNC, are probably the two races that we get to see the Americans, the Europeans, the Asians come over and race. And that's for me is why it's a big deal. Yeah, that's and the, the big question is how many Asians are going to come to the race? <laughs> I don't know. Does McBride I mean, I mean is there is there right now who would you consider that would be competitive? You know, coming out of the Asian market, Jake, you, you would know that a little bit more. No, no, yeah. no, I think he's the only one. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Alex can do well too. Bernard, Zach, it, but we'll see. He's a yeah. young Australian like, driver. Yeah, but he's not like main and in top five i don't think right right he's never raced international but not many but not many don't don't get me wrong i'm not knocking anybody in this world Mm -hmm. trust me because everybody knows that that in this given day there's a handful of people that can you know with no with no issues at all they're going to be contenders but then you can take 25 30 people that can fill up the rest of the main on a perfect day yeah I would agree there. I would agree there. So Uh, to get back to your question, my actual question was the downplaying of the importance of the worlds. And yes, it's happening. But here's the reason why. The reason why it's happening is that Americans feel that they can't win. So they are downplaying the importance. And this has happened before also. The reason Americans feel that they can't win is because it's in Spain on a Spanish permanent track. Europeans are very fast, as we know. Even when Europeans go to America, they are competitive. But Americans don't tend to come to Europe. The only time they come is if it's a Worlds or if it's Neo. Neo was a track that was built for the race, US style, in Europe. It favored the Americans a lot more than the Europeans. We never see Americans coming to a Euro-style Euro European track. We don't see that because throughout history, when that has happened, they have been at a disadvantage. So that's what they feel now. Now, I think that uh, while there is some truth to it, it doesn't apply to the best drivers in America. Okay, So like Barry said, that there are those five guys who are the elite and then 25 who can uh, make the main on a good day. It applies to those 25 guys, right? The elite guys will be elite, no matter what. Mayfield, Fenn, these guys, they will be there, right? No matter what the track is or if the track has been there 10 years with the same layout. It doesn't matter. They're going to be there for the Worlds. Uh, the guys after that, they are the ones who might get beat by someone they don't, they've never heard of. Some some guy like Cole Ogden goes there and he's never heard of Oscar Balder and Balder laps him. You know, those kind of things. You know, that's why I think that there's this downplaying of the importance of the world. So like, ah, oh, it's not so important. Oh, we don't need to go. It's, it's just a case of uh, Americans not feeling like they are as competitive as they should be. And that's why they feel it's not important. And... An anecdote, back in 2014, when Mayfield hadn't won a Worlds yet, 
he was yet again leading a world's final and he broke a servo. Uh, and then at the banquet, he had some beers and, and we were talking and I remember he said, ah, well, the, does it really matter if he never wins a world's like Drake never won a world's and people respect him and stuff like the talk was about basically like it was clear that the world's was a painful subject on his mind. Like he hasn't won a world's. Is it really a big deal? He was trying to make it seem like it's not a big deal. And then I said, you know what? Like world's is the one race where everyone goes, everyone wants to win it. Everyone focuses one day you'll win it and it will be worth it. Like it, it's a big deal to be able to say that you're world champion versus to be able to say that I won a lot of races, just not a world championship. It's a big deal. Like people who try to make it sound like Degani just won one race, you know, which happened to be a world championship. They say that I think partly because they're a bit jealous because he is a world champion he can always say that he is a world champion. And there are many people who tried their whole careers and never won a world championship. So if you do only win one race, then the world's is the race that it should be. Because if there is a driver out there who won one race and it was DNC, fuck, no one cares. No one ever heard of that guy. But if one guy wins one race and he's a world champion, like Suri Khan, Chida Surya from Thailand who won the Touring Car World Championships, why the fuck do I know who he is? Because he won a world championship. Sorry, Barry. Went you second there. <laughs> I think that's the race Barry was going to win, but he crashed. 42, se you, 42 seconds away. Yeah. So, <laughs> I seriously, I didn't bring that up because of that. It's, all, I it's, remember a, that it's okay. You know, being, but, being vice champion three times is okay. Yeah, yeah. Vice champion. Exactly. <laughs> but, but my point is that the world does matter, and, and it's a big deal. And when it goes back to America, then I'm sure all the Americans will suddenly care again. So that's my opinion. I, can I add? Can I add on to that? I think the last two years of not having any European racing has also because it was starting to get popular in America. You know, RC Racing TV. A lot more Americans were following the Euros and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, with a lot of the Amer uh, Europeans coming over, I think the two years of not having it has kind of, you know, people have forgotten about it. And I think, um, I really think this, I think that without having a functioning proper federation in America, that it's like people are saying like, why should I care about this federation? You know what I mean? Because we got these races, we got all these races and whatnot that we can go to and we can go have fun. And these guys win that. I think that, that those two kind of add in there because there is no real federation representation in America at this moment. You know what I mean? Where yeah, you, but go ahead, what sorry. I will say is I do think that if money to step up a bit, so the world championship, it should be the one event every two years that is truly an event. All the best drivers go. We have awesome media coverage and it's at a track or facility that is either just built for the worlds or it's an existing track which is completely redone for the worlds. And the reason is that it's so stupid to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on all of this practicing before and having a warm up and doing this and doing it. Why? 
it's supposed to be one world championship. Let's just make it so no like we minimize the advantage anyone has. Uh, if Red Oman had like a hundred percent new layout, like really new layout, that advantage would pretty much be gone. The advantage they have now is because most of the layout will be the same. And it's such a massive track when you have big sections of the track that are the same. It is an advantage, okay? So we wouldn't need any warm-up races. We didn't wouldn't need practice sessions if we were able to make it so the World Championships would be a special event, unique in the RC world, just created for that event. But, so I, I, if, if my was working properly, that's what they would do. And it could also be a showcase of RC racing for, you know, that local region. So it would be somewhere where people can walk up and see it and experience it. And it's a world championship. So it generates more interest because of that. A world championship in anything will get you interested, right? At least for a moment. And maybe you'll go check it out. So that's what I, I, I agree, JQ, because if you look, I mean, I'm, once again, I don't think maybe Max was, you know, s s very small, or I don't know how old you are, Max. Um, but, um, you know, back in 2000, you know, when Richard Richard uh, had the Worlds at the Silverton, they yeah. brought in a bunch of dirt. You know, it was right there next to the freeway. People were seeing this, you know, off the side of the freeway. What's that over there? I mean, it was an event mm -hmm. over there and it was in Vegas. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I think I had this conversation with you this week, Lefty, about yep. um, about that. I think that world championships should be at non-permanent facilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now and now granted. Yeah. Okay. Now, granted, by doing that, it's the cost is going to come up. There's going to be a lot of things, but it's a world championship. It should be something special, mm -hmm. and not just at a track that's a hundred miles out of the way that you have to fly into somewhere and drive for six hours to get to. And the only people that can see it are the animals that are around the the, the track, and you have a forty-five minute drive to some, you know some hotel that is, you know, serves, you know, one meal. And I mean, cause I've been to those, right. I've been to those races and they're wondering why there's no spectators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also the world's is a race that you could get the funding to do it because if the federations pulled together and actually spent their money on something positive for RC, that would be something, you know, actually yeah. making a good world championships and, and yeah, I think in this day and age, it 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 should be possible to do. Make that World Championship a true event. Make it something that's spectator friendly and special and unique for everyone. So it's, there's no warm ups, there's no practice sessions. We all go there, we race, and the best best driver wins. I agree. Uh, Max, what do you want to say? You've been quiet. Um. Nothing really. I mean, I agree with everything. The world should be the one race to win, and it's silly to say it's not really. So, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything they said. All right, cool. Very first. <laughs> so let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. So I um. So obviously, you guys know my Facebook went missing. Barry was looking for me because he, he, you know, I know what he wanted to say. Him, you and Brent. Brent wanted to talk to me too because. 
you know, this week I said that Mayfield or Fenn wasn't going to win. Now, I'm that's my – remember, I've been banned from picking Fenn, number one, because they say I jinx him. So he does absolutely nothing. <laughs> every time I pick Fenn, he loses. Every okay, time. So just I continue to keep not picking him. And that exactly. So I don't it. pick him. So, like, that was like my reverse psychology. I did want Mason Fuller to win. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to win a good second, but I think he started too late. What What's clicked with uh, Fenn? I think that, uh, quite honestly, mm-hmm. I think that communication, we have people that are involved in the program now that the communication is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people understand what he's looking for now. I know that I can speak to him and understand when he comes off the track. He has trust in me to make changes, which JQ knows that's a big deal when you're working with a, a top class driver. They have to have trust that when you're talking to them, that they understand that, okay, they may be driving the car, but you're seeing something. And you're saying, look, this can help out. And they have to be able to be willing with an open mind to go out and go on the track and tra- and, and drive things. But I think the biggest thing is maturity is one. I think he's finally got to the point where he realizes that a 10 scale car is a 10 scale car and an A scale race is an A scale race. And you don't drive the A scale car at 100% for the 60 minutes you drive it at a pace to manage it for 60 minutes and you don't have to go balls to the wall to win races yeah and qualifying you do because Mm -hmm. that's it but when you get out to a 22 second lead you manage that lead i think years ago he's trying to lap the field so thank you thank you smiling no, what JQ. You, JQ what, do you have, what do you have to say to that, JQ? All right, so, all right. So, this is this is what we really. I know this is why Barry wanted to come on. So, no, I just I want to hear what what he's thinking. I mean, when I, somebody smiles like that, no, because he's he's got something good. He goes, Baker about to cause irre, irre, irreparable damage. That's what he wrote down. Like we have a banner. I don't know if you can see it. So I have a, a oh, ticker. I have a ticker that goes on the bottom that promotes my sponsors, and you can put different banners there. So JQ's me and JQ. Um, you I'm know not, what? I'm not going to cause any damage. I'm not going to. I'm just going to state the facts. Like uh, JQ always says. Okay, I watch go. these things. Here I laugh go. about them. I, I laugh. He always says, "Look, I'm just stating facts." Here we yeah. go. Okay, which is fine. He can mm-hmm. state facts. You know, he's coined a phrase that I don't like, but hey, it's the way it is. What was that? With fending. Oh, fending. After yeah, but we kind of we kind of that fit. <laughs> we don't say that no more. I think like no, fending now is turning into we do say we'll say it until he stops. I think I think he's when when I th- I think he's proved himself. Mm-hmm. Has he has he not lately? I mean, it's been a good year where you know he's finishing races. I mean, you the thing that happened. Title? I mean, the thing that happened at at Silver State and Truggy is just was out of his control mm-hmm. was out of everybody's control. And he had, he was walking away with the truggy race. And I know you guys don't like to talk about truggy. We'll talk about buggy, the real class, the, 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 the real class nitro racing, 
you know, but no cares about there's truck. been, what's that? No one cares about Truggy. There's no worlds. Oh. <laughs> there's no worlds in e-bug either, but I mean, yeah, no it, it should be the, it the bills. Um, but I'm just saying that, you know, there's, there's things that have happened that have been out of control and there's things that, you know, that don't happen. So, you know, that are in his control. And I mean, we, I think we saw that maybe two years ago where, I mean, I'll take the blame for the DNC in the main because I made a change and his car was very aggressive in the main at, at Thunder Alley. What did you change? I just made a stupid move and I'm not going to talk about it, but <laughs> it just, it made What's the, the car too aggressive. It was a mistake you, on my part. You didn't What's put the, the HP rear end on like S work. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, more power to them. If they can get away with it and S works is letting them do that, the factory, Hey, more power to them. Anyway, so. before we get too far away from yeah. this uh, yeah. subject, you said uh, I coined a phrase. Actually, I'm a bit hurt because I think that these guys should actually thank me because I'm like a pro bono psychologist. <laughs> so I, I coined the phrase CTO, coil her takeoff, for this like ridiculous, like, hey, there's a fucking car there. You can't just go full speed into the corner. Like, if this is your normal pace, you can't do your normal pace. Slow the fuck down. There's a car there, right? That's where the whole CTO thing came because coil would just like drive around the track like no one existed, like, cars flying everywhere like oh fuck like he slowed down yeah no shit he slowed down you should slow down a bit more you know like that was my whole thing and look what's happened Coelho has matured as a racer and he is now aware of other cars and situations on the track so he doesn't go full speed everywhere he sort of takes he he actually breaks now you know to avoid do you really think that was because of you i guarantee you so now, or do you think now, maybe it's maturity, which you should try doing? Well, I'm, let, let me finish. So now, Fend was the next subject. I mean, he kept flying off the track, and it was getting a bit ridiculous. So got the whole fending thing started, and people started fending all over the world. And now it hit him. Now you know what? I have to stop fending. We need. Can to I tell you something? So it doesn't fend me. He doesn't to listen stop, to so you. He doesn't care. Oh, that's the thing. That's what it's they me. all say. It's me Just, who cares. It's me who I'm a very emotional yes. person. I think you know yes. that from. Just you know, like Carlo didn't listen. Yes. And, exactly. and I, I know. I know how I care about things. <laughs> I know. So anyway, I, actually, I don't know who the next one will be, but uh, we'll figure it out. I've only seen um, Fen get upset once. And that was uh, after DNC this year. And I went up to talk to him. And the first thing he goes to me. Did you see? It? And I've never heard him swear. And he's like, "Did you see how effing rough those guys were driving out there?" And I was like, "I know." I've never seen him upset until that day. And then he was like, "All right, let's let's have a talk with it." So he gets upset too. But uh, cont- continue because I know Max wants to say something, and you want to say something to Max, your son. Because look, I'm not <laughs> calling you. Somebody called Max Harry's son. That's what they called him. Okay, I would have so- left him at the hospital. It's okay. <laughs> I want to I want to know why uh, Barry is so mad at his son. Like, what happened? Okay. First off, JQ, he is literally more your son than anybody else. Okay. okay. I think he spent more time hanging from you than anybody else. So, 
I refuse to. Anyway, what did he do? <laughs> what happened? What caused this? No there one's was... wanting to adopt me now. No, there's a <laughs> there's a multitude of things. I think um, discussions that he had. I honestly, there are times where I just shake my head and go, "Does this guy really even know what he's talking about?" <laughs> now, I will give him this much credit, and I'm giving you a compliment here. Okay, and I know your head's Very already funny. big, so don't make it any bigger. But when it comes to the knowledge of of the history of RC, you are pretty good. I will give you that much. That not set up, not set up advice. That's what he wants. Set up. He wants set up accolades. I I think when you start talking about, uh, you start talking about stored energy. Everything in the freaking world has stored energy. Don't start talking about springs with stored energy and all this other stuff. You're not a physicist. You do not know this. Okay. I can no, walk just... around a lab and show you equipment that can, that I can show you, I can show you reports of stored energy in certain, you know, dynamics of science. Don't start talking about things where you heard a word and you're just going to use it the next time that you talk about something. <laughs> no, but I said it's kind of like when I did the video. I didn't say it was stored energy. Yeah, but who did you hear it from? Because you just repeated it. You know, I, I mean, and, I translated it to fin from Finnish, okay. from potentially. Okay, well, you translated it wrong. <laughs> but I, No, but it is. It's potential energy. That's the spring, it. He uh, said stored energy. I'm, no, I'm sure no, that's not why you're mad. There's multiple things. There's reviewing of races. You weren't there. You can't see from a video every little thing that's going on. All okay. you can review about races is how the race went, but you're saying, oh, his car's totally not set up right. This is <laughs> wrong. I want to ask this one needs thing. to be PNC. done. Well, no, no, you asked a question. Let me finish. Let him finish Don't Max. try to butt in. You know. <laughs> I will you you ask the question JQ sitting up here. I have the same kind of rant for JQ because you guys both when you start reviewing races it's like dude you weren't there. You guys are like, well if Mayfield would have started right behind this and if he would have been there as you see the time hasn't shrunk at all. Well how did he get so far behind? Cuz he crashed on his own. Okay. That was from SIC, yeah. Max. That was from SIC. Okay. Yeah. So but, don't okay, tell yeah. me, don't tell me that his pace was, yeah, his pace was there if he wouldn't have crashed. Okay. Oh, yeah, but that's not my, my, I'm not analyzing why the race ended up that way at that point. I'm analyzing who had the best speed. And because we were predicting results from DNC and it happened exactly like I said, Fend looked very good at SIC, a flat track, got a good start. Mayfield looks strong, but DNC is sort of home race, and who happened to win? Mayfield, just like I said. So I get well, your frustration, but it's it is frustrating I, when someone else is always right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, okay, but seriously, oh my now, God. Uh, hey, were you right last weekend being a Mayfield fanboy? Uh, did I predict him for the win? I don't know. Yes, I don't know. you did. You didn't even I predict Fend in the top three, so it's okay. What happened? Oh, I didn't. I don't know. He flamed out or something, and then the guy, guy just fucking threw his car into the pits, and I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But 
I just I know, know that after the he he went to go clear the first double, he hit his rear tires on the first double and it flipped his car over and he was back in the yeah. back of the pack. Yeah. And he yeah, was I never, think Mayfield, never Mayfield seen car again, looked but... uh, a bit too stiff. Uh so yeah. But yeah, actually, maybe if you worked I, on I, it, so... maybe if you maybe if you went and bet it was his mechanic that he'd win every race. There you go, maybe, Max. Maybe who knows, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I, I actually I have someone else has said it like how do you know how this race was like uh um because you weren't there and I tell him okay what did I say wrong then because most of the times I'm correct like Dakota Defender uh at DNC twenty twenty wasn't his engine leaning in the main. Right? It was leaning in the main. He yeah, flamed out I, in the that, back. He... He actually no. He flamed out in the the short in the shoot going up to the whoop section. Yes. Yeah. And then his car was very aggressive as well because of mistake that I made. But I still think that you know at that what point it, it was a mistake. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna predict. Gonna so Barry, up. if I'm if I'm right on this one, you raised the rear roll center. I did not touch the rear end. It was all in the front. Okay. End. So then you raised okay. the front roll center. Just. I made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a yes. Uh, But yeah. uh, But the thing is, like, I might not be at the race, but am I not right? His car was too edgy, maybe too high of a roll center, and his engine was lean. That's why he, when he went over the lid and then he blew uh, blew a glow bar. That's not correct. I I just get upset. I get upset. Okay. I'm not going to say that you're always 100% wrong. I'm not going to say that you're always 100% right because I don't think there's anybody out there. I think JQ makes some very good points, and I've told him that in conversations. But I also think sometimes he is the village idiot, and he does things he does things just to get a rise out of people. I think he likes that. Him and Dagani are, like, married that way, you know? <laughs> They literally <laughs> say things to get rises out of people, and that's fine. Okay, but back to you, Max. I don't think, I don't think you're always wrong. I don't think you're always right. But I also think that you try to push these things on people and think that you are right and everything. And it's you just got to be open minded about things, you know. Oh, and you got to say. Am. You, yeah, but there's times where you are literally, you're like, well, if this person wouldn't have done this, you're right. But you know what? They did do that. So reprimand them for that. Okay. Oh, but yes, give people yes. credit, but give people credit. Okay. Whether yeah. it's JQ, whether it's lefty, whether it's yourself, JQ should give you credit. I mean, hey, if you were full mechanic on David's car and, and, JQ was the vice mechanic this weekend. I mean, cool. He got second. You did well uh, that he got second. I was actually at the hospital. Max <laughs> was at the hospital during the main. <laughs> he got heat exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, right. it's no, you know, but I mean, give actually, credit, give credit yeah. where credit is due. Don't beat down people. You guys, both of you, like to, to show the negatives. And it's very yeah. rare that you guys give the positives. Yeah, that's actually I know. Like I, that's I recognize the thing about myself. And every time after a podcast, I'm like, okay, I talk shit about everyone. But that's the sort of the way I think about stuff. I'm I don't I'm not very emotional. I just think if this went right, it's fine. And then something went wrong, that's what we're gonna talk about. And 
Joseph is very similar in that matter. Whereas you, as you said, you're very, or much more emotional that way. So, yeah, I do recognize well, I, that. I, I tell I'm, this to everybody all the time, and I'm going to say this yeah. on, on a podcast, okay? JQ, when he is not, like, in a, in a podcast or being negative, like, literally at the track, JQ is fun to hang around. He's fun at the track and stuff like that. You are. Also fun online. <laughs> yeah, you are fun online, but but you get to the point where I think you say the wrong things. And I agree. myself, I say the wrong things. Sometimes I need to think about it before I say things. I've opened my mouth way too quickly before. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. And and it gets to be where what did this person say? Why did this person say that? So right. that's the reason I get upset sometimes. I wish you guys would just give credit instead of being fanboys. But we we did give credit. Like I believe when was when I tried when Fan won the nationals, I was like, Yeah, it's fucking awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and all Max said was the whole time of, of reviewing that race was how Mayfield should get all the credit because this is a track that the Mugen car shouldn't work on and that he drove his butt <laughs> off to stay there because you know, this and everything else. How about Fenn defending? I mean both they both made mistakes the track was tricky i mean i i ran the track like you know 30 minutes before that main and i'm like i there were potholes out there okay and you didn't know where they were at and every time mayfield would get close to him he'd make a mistake then dakota would make a mistake and i mean they went back and forth doing this but all you kept saying was you really got to give Mayfield credit for this because, you know, that's the kind of track that that car shouldn't work on. And I think Mayfield proved to you that he can make anything work at any track. And he is such a good driver, just like Dakota, just like David, just like Ongaro. Okay. But I've said all that. I've said they're all very but, good drivers. But they can take any car and get around the track. And it all comes down to who agree. minimizes mistakes, in my my opinion. I don't agree I think with that. that uh, what we have sort of pointed out, actually, for the credit thing, yeah, everyone always says I don't, yeah, I don't that give I uh, yeah. credit. He does not I give any credit, Barry. Praise any, or whatsoever. all that shit. Like, I don't so, think people yeah, are looking true. for praise, but I think if you gave, I mean, because like myself, I'm just saying right now. Mm-hmm that it's all the negative things that you say. That's the reason to, why people don't like people is because all they you, do is say negative stuff. You need yeah, to understand so, that we are Finnish. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I acknowledge I don't do that. But the reason people watch the YouTube videos I do is, I think, because they learn something. So they no one can learn anything if I just say that, oh, Fen drove really well. He's an awesome driver. But if I break down something like, oh, watch this technique he has when he jumps or lands or something. Okay, you can learn something. But very often, the way to learn is from things that go wrong. And uh, that has to, because I mainly talk about car setup, not driving. So when there is some negative aspect to a car handling, then I can pinpoint that and explain why it happens. And... It just so happens that uh, this uh, this brand that I can't mention, so they don't send me another cease and desist. They have a car that has some very prominent features that I can highlight in my videos. Uh, <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't know who designed the car, but 
but it just so happens that when Fend is using his extreme skills and talents on the track, things go wrong. And I'm able to highlight them while still appreciating his driving skill and giving him credit for being good. I can say that this went, this this keeps going wrong. Why does this keep going wrong? He's very good, and I can explain why. So I understand that that's something that you you don't appreciate that I do. Um, but it's it's nothing personal. It's just how things panned out. Like if if the if the Mugen had these issues and Mayfield was doing this and Mayfielding was the term instead of fending, that's how it would be. But now the world is this way. But, and but I live JQ, in this world and you, I have to let me ask you an honest accept question. Reality. Yeah. Honest question right now, okay? Yes. If you know what makes a car work or doesn't work, shouldn't you have the greatest thing on the planet and everybody should be winning with your stuff? I th honestly, I shouldn't think you? that I do. No, you don't. I, yeah, I, I honestly you show think me, that I do. You show uh, me who has improved with your car. Okay, honestly, just show me. Alex Zankatine, same positions he was always in with whatever car he's driven. Okay, you're still beating Max. Now, granted, I think you should have done oh, better yes. at the world's warm-up than you did. <laughs> I, okay? I don't and think, I think that you that's put uh... David. I think you can put David Ronafalk in any car, okay, and go around the track and be really fast. I really do. No, because we I actually are going to have a... We're gonna have a YouTube live about on about this very subject, but it's it's not it's not the case. I'm not so trying to beat I you down, that... JQ. I'm just trying to say that you say that you you can pinpoint these things that are wrong with cars. Okay, yeah, I think I can. So I'll explain. And, and I'm not disagreeing that that you're not good at what you do when it comes to to stuff. I've seen your cars go around the track. I've told you your cars look great going around the track. Okay, I think when you drive a car and you drive it and you feel it, yeah, you can do that. But there's some times where you have to be able to discuss with people and they drive different than you. So you have to make yeah, a car yeah. that's tunable for everybody. Yeah, that's Nobody why is. I say that's that I have thing. the best. So yeah, exactly. Um, I think there are two different things happening. So there's the car that needs to be better than the driver, okay? So the car makes up for the lack of skill of the driver. So it has to be very stable and comfortable. That's what most people need, right? And then the elite drivers need something that's very specific for them. So you have to be able to adjust it and tune it to exactly what they naturally do so they don't have to compensate. And that's when they perform at their best. So that, those are two different things. So I think that right now, the Mayako buggy for... 98% of everyone in the world is very good. It's very stable. It The front end doesn't catch stuff. It doesn't want to just flip over. Uh, it doesn't fend the drivers that uh, easily. So <laughs> that's a very positive thing, I think. Also, the drivetrain <laughs> is very durable. So overall, easy to work on. It's a very good car. Is it much better than the other best cars on the market. No, it's not. It's close to the same performance, I would say. But where the Mayako buggy is different to the others is that when you have 
an elite driver driving it. It is possible to fine-tune it to what that driver requires. That's where it's, it's different, in my opinion. And to work with someone like David, we've only done a few races. He has barely driven in Sweden. We haven't reached that point yet to where we've tested everything and really figured out uh, what he needs. This world's warm-up race was very good because we, or I learned a lot about what he needs because I understand from a designer's perspective, the engineering of the car, and he understands the driving, and Adrian understands the sort of uh, setup without, without understanding the theory behind it, I would say. So when you have all those, uh, those three different points of view, and you, you need to sort of put them together so everyone speaks the same language and everyone understands the same things, then you, then you can go ahead and, uh, and really maximize the performance. And we are able to do that within what the Mayako buggy has to offer. So that adjustment windows and ranges, that things that you can change are suitable. So that's why I said that. I think that, yeah, the Mayako is, is now the best car. And you're going to have that opinion. opinion. I've never said that, I think, about any of my other cars before. But, but you're going to have that opinion, but I'm sure that if somebody wanted to, an engineer wanted to pinpoint something wrong with your car, you would kind of get offended saying, of no, it's would. not it. Well, right. um, I think that's wrong, everybody out there. I agree. I agree. I think that wrong is maybe the wrong word. So because car design, it's not really How about not about right and wrong. And not optimized either. So car car design and setup is always about compromise because you have to choose what to compromise more over something else. Oh, right? 100% so correct with that. How I many times that, have you had somebody say that they need something and you're like, well, you're going to get this, but you're going to lose this. You can't yeah, exactly. gain everything at once. It's not so going to happen. I think that where disagreements would come up is when it's a question of what I decided to uh, compromise or maybe rather what I decided to emphasize. So, okay, for just as an example, like, okay, narrow uh, pivot width and longer arm. Okay, that's that was the decision. Now, if you have a wider pivot and a short arm, you have more natural corner speed. So that's that's a design decision that you make. It's not right or wrong. You have arguments for both. So those sorts of things, I'm sure there's people who would disagree um, with the choice. But I, every choice like that that I have made on this car is one that I made, not one that someone won a Worlds and had 17.5 degrees caster and I made it because they won the Worlds. You know, There's not one single decision made that is something like that. Every single decision is one that I thought about and decided that I think this is best. Okay. I'm not down talking you or your car. Trust me on this. My only, my only comment, which started all of this was if you can nitpick everybody's car, your car should be perfect. And it's, no, it's not, not about that still, there, but there's still, there's still little things that somebody is not going to like about them. Somebody may pick your car up and say, I don't like their, this car. And you're going to say, why not? 
right? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? Because you've you've made it to where it's tunable and it's the same thing. But if you don't have people that are knowledgeable, okay, that can that can give advice, okay, and that just go and think that they're going to be able to put a, let's say for the, the, the other companies, somebody else's number one driver set up on the car, okay, and be able to think they're going to be able to drive that thing. How many times have you seen that happen? Well, first of all, that performance or how good the Mayako buggy is, is not really relevant to my ability to explain how certain cars handle. So if I look at a TLR, I can explain why it drives a certain way or why the HB drives in a different way to that or why an associated drives the way it does. I can explain that. I can look okay. at the car design and I can give you an explanation for why the car has certain characteristics or tendencies. And that's separate to how good the Mayako buggy actually is. So those two are not connected that strongly, I think. Now, it does, however, follow that if, if I can do that for other cars, if, if I can explain why cars uh, handle certain ways, then I should also be able to pick the appropriate uh, design choices, put it together in a car that handles the way I want, right? And I think that I have done that. I can explain also why the Mayako drives the way it does. Uh, but you saying that it should be perfect, perfect for who? Perfect for right. what track, what skill level, what condition? You can't make that. If if I made a car that was perfect for Ronnefark, uh, most likely most drivers in the world would hate it. Correct. Because they couldn't drive it, right? Correct. Uh, even good drivers. So there are some very good drivers, even world champions, who pick up David's radio and can't drive the thing because their driving style is so different. Their requirements of the car is diff are different. So when you say that the car should be perfect, that is the challenge because you have to make a car that is very versatile. You have to make a car that is, while, while it's simple, it is also versatile enough so no matter what the track condition or skill level, you can uh, select the right options and apply that suitable setup for that condition, for that skill level, for that driving style. That's really the challenge. So there's never going to be a perfect car, but what there can be is a car that's very close as a base to begin with, and then has very detailed instructions and guides for what to do, uh, depending on what you want from it. And to have a base like that, you need to make it relatively neutral. You can't have something that's a far outlier, like the brand that I can't mention because I might get a cease and desist. That, that car design is made in a way where there 
there are certain basic fundamental aspects to the design which are very extreme. When you do that, you lock yourself in. You can't get around the fact that this one thing is very extreme, right? And that's what causes problems in some conditions uh, for some drivers. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think. Cool. Barry, do you have anything else you want to say? Because we're going to do a little hot lap segment with you. What's a hot lap segment? But Okay, so the hot well, lap no, segment. I mean, JQ, I just want to say that I agree with you on, on the points that you made, okay? But I also know that when you say this stuff and you say, yeah, it needs to be adjusted and it needs to be changed and needs to be this and needs to be that, how many iterations have you gone through to bring out a production vehicle? And you've done this multiple times. It's not like you're going to hit everything on the head right away. So, I mean, this was the first time I was able to make a new car since the first car I made. So back in 2009 or whenever, when I designed the original JQ car, that the black edition, which was the last JQ car, still shared some parts. Gearboxes were the same. Steering parts were the same. Uh, sensitive mount, pretty much the same. Like a lot of the parts were actually the same. <laughs> so this was the first time that I was able to design a car sort of from scratch. And well, we'll see how far it goes with this until I think something fundamental needs to be changed. Well, I know, I know you've, I mean, I watched, I watched you guys. I mean, I spent some time with you guys down at DNC with them there and you made multiple changes with different, you know, towers, things like that. I mean, it happens. This is what you do when you're learning a vehicle. These are the decisions that you're making. Now, are these option parts? Yes. So now you're giving the, 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 you're giving people options to make the vehicle drive best for themselves. But what I was trying to say is at the start of this, before we get way too off kilter, okay, is that if you can nitpick everybody's car, then your first design should never need changes. Granted, will never be it's, a- not, it's not perfect for everybody, okay? So when you nitpick a car, that just means that that wasn't perfect for that. And I'm sure you could nitpick, you nitpick your car or, or, or the, the car that you can't say because of whatever. Okay. And you say there's some fundamental uh, mistakes with it. Okay. That, that the design, there's design flaws. Okay. It, it's like, uh, like I said, it's not necessarily mistakes or fl- flaws. That's, I think, opinion, because there are conditions where it would be superior to all other cars Mm -hmm. if you can take advantage of them, because they are choices which pull the car in a certain direction, right? So then in certain conditions, that's an advantage. That will be something that's better than what the other cars have. And in those conditions, with that car and with a top driver, you should be able to win. But the thing is that we race on all kinds of different tracks. So when you have a car that's very specific and extreme in one direction, may and especially if that condition only comes around like once in a blue moon, 
then you are mostly going to be at a slight disadvantage. And then once in a blue moon, you have an advantage. That's kind yeah. of my point. And that's the kind of things that I uh, talk about when I look at other yeah. cars. I'm not talking about small things like, oh, it has a slight mid-corner push or something. No, I'm talking about like fundamental traits of the car and why, why it drives a certain way. And if someone yeah. wants to do the same about the Mayaka, then great. I mean, that would be awesome. Someone makes a YouTube video about the Mayako car, I think it would be great. And then I could react to that. No one does. Barry goes to, to me, me at Silver State. <clears throat> Tell Max. <laughs> well, when the, when the Ghana was running 40 plus. <laughs> Tell Max. Uh, what did he say? Tell Max. do a, No, he goes, let me come on and do a review of that, of the Ghana's car. Oh, my God. I was laughing my <laughs> ass off there. It was like the whole TLR crew was right there. And it was just me. But we go, hey. And Eddie Lorette drove good. He drove good. But uh, yeah. no, but JQ, I appreciate uh, your explanation makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. It really does. But I was just trying to make a point at the start. And I think you, you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I understand what you're trying to say as well. But yeah, there's if, people if out the there, is, but there's people out there that take things the wrong way. And I think a lot of times you're misunderstood by a lot of people that it's not that you're being a, a, a donkey. It's just you're giving your opinion. And your opinion doesn't always mean that it's right or wrong. It's your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, but I actually, one thing I sort of disagree on is like, if me or Joseph said that uh, something is flawed or or actually flawed is the wrong word, but some sort of philosophy of design is not the way I do it, or in my opinion, optimal. It doesn't mean that my philosophy would be the best or optimal, really. Because I can say, yes, that rear end, I can actually say that that rear end of the TLR, there are things that makes the car do something. I know there are advantages as well, but I pinpoint the things that I think are wrong and the reason why I think other um, other options are more valid or overall better. That's sort of the reason why I focus on the negatives because when I personally, when I look at a TLR, I understand why you do what you do, but I also understand why I don't think that's the right way to do things. And in my brain, it's sort of... Uh, it's self-evident what is good about it, but then but, that's why it's it seems like I focus on the negatives. But but to to rebut that that comment that you just made, okay, is it because you know the way things are supposed to work, or is it because this is stuff that you have learned from you being on the track? It is both. So partly because I've tried it and I felt it. But partly because for I know, you, but somebody no, else no, may no. say that it works for them. No, but that's the thing. I've taken that into account. I, I know some things are like, for example, I know if I set up the car for me, it's going to be too much turn for Joseph. I know if I set up car for me, the rear end is going to be too stiff and too dull for David. So I know what I'm doing. And I know, for example, this one thing I didn't like 
that's something Joseph's gonna like or that's something David's gonna like. But they are some some very fundamental things like the rear end on the TLR or the the difference between a HP and TLR rear end that are very fundamental to how the car actually handles. And those are the things that by looking at how the theory is and by me actually testing it out on track, I can say that this is what causes the issues that some, for example, Fen has been having at times. And this is also the thing that why he's sometimes super good. I would, yeah, i just add that some, there are like two different aspects to adjusting a car. So um, when you talk about setup, like I like this shock oil or this piston or something, it's an opinion. Maybe one driver prefers one over the other. And that's fine. That's the level that most people are always at. But then there are other, there's the next level, which is this car handles this way and has this issue that we need to fix in this way because of something. It's not just the logo on the box. There is a reason, right? You pick up one car and it has certain traits. You pick up another and it has other traits. The reason for those handling traits is not opinion. That is actually fact. So that's the difference. Like you preferring a piston over another because on this track, the way you use the throttle, the line choice you have, the speed you hit the bumps, you prefer that more to another piston. That is opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and that has to do with driving style and these kind of things. But the reason, for example, if we just, for example, talk about roll centers, a high roll center will always jack the car up. That is not something that um, is a question of opinion. The opinion comes in where you might prefer that it does that and someone else might have an issue and not like that it does that. Do you see what I mean? So opinion is one thing, but then the effects are the other. And the opinions change about that same fact. There is a fact, and some people like it, like a certain thing. Some people dislike a certain thing. The fact remains the same. So what I uh, have highlighted in videos and what I try to do is I try to explain the fact. I'm not giving you um, my opinion as a fact. I am giving you a fact. And then on that fact, I give an opinion. And often I give two different opinions. So this is the fact, and it can be good in this way, or it can be bad in that way. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. But, you know, we've been talking about this for maybe a half hour now, maybe, maybe more. And the initial question from JQ and for Lefty was, what makes you not like Max? I mean, this is this is how this is has gone around. Am, am I right or wrong here? Yeah, you know, this is is that this a is fact or an opinion? So let let me go back to the initial question and just say the reason why I started getting upset with Max is because he did start giving all of these opinions on setup wise. Okay, and you were saying that oh his rear end looks like it's got way too high of roll center. 
Max, unless you know how the car is set up, if a car spins out, it could be the front end. It could be the rear end. So without making, you could just say, oh, his car looks too stiff if it's bouncing around. Well, it also could be because the roll center is too high and it's not absorbing the bumps. I mean, it could be a lot of things. So unless you've seen a setup and you, you, you look at it and you say, okay, this is the reason, all you can do is give an opinion and not put this in somebody's head that his roll center is too high because it could be three or four or five different things. Would you not agree? Oh, I agree. And that's why I always said a uh, fence car looks like this. It looks like it has a high roll center. I don't say it has a high roll center. Okay. And it well, looks like Mayfield's car has this uh, tendency or David's car or Ungaro's car has this tendency. I guess. Well, I, just, I mean, for I me, I just want to say that you asked yeah. me this question. I can't stay on here all day long. And I know JQ <laughs> wants to get off here because he's probably got a beer he's got to drink. But, you know, <laughs> but the whole thing was, is that was the question that was asked exactly. Yeah. That was no, the question actually, that was asked. And I just yeah. don't like when people start saying and, and putting things in people's heads when they don't have the facts. Yeah, but that's that's actually good that you say that because for me, I, I most of the time here I have to assume I'm not at at the American races here. When I was at the Euros Warm, I could see what Spencer was doing and what he was struggling with, and what Ongara is doing, what tires Dave was running, or whatever. I could see that all of that. So I I have to make much less assumptions. Uh, but I don't see that as a sort of. Uh, I mean, I can make assumptions, and I do wish that if they were wrong, they would be corrected. So if I say, yeah, Fence engine was really lean, and his front end and rear end, like the roll centers were too high at DNC 2020, if I'm wrong, just say how, and that's, that's the way I work. I don't have any sort of emotion behind what I say. I say it because that's what I see and what I think, and that's the sort of, uh, if I see a car handling that way, and him doing those mistakes. I know what that's from. Okay. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Before before you go, I know you gotta go. Uh I wanted to get your opinions on uh we, we like to you know, we like to compare drivers and all this type of stuff. Who has impressed you so far this year? Um the tough thing is, is I don't get to go over and see all the European drivers. Well, let's let's focus on America. So let's let's who's impressed you in America right now? Well, I think you know. Well, I mean, Dakota always impresses me. He does things on the track that I've never I I, I see very rarely. May, Mayfield always impressive because mm -hmm. he's always there. Those mm -hmm. two are going to be competitive, okay? But the most impressive people and the most I was very upset when we lost mate when when the brand that JQ can't say lost Mason Fuller because I knew he was an impressive driver. Yeah. And I think I think if he was to have his hands on our new car, which I think had or I'm sorry, the brand that I keep saying our and no. <laughs> the the brand that we cannot speak of. Right. Well, I can't. Okay. Yeah. I think if, if Mason was to have, you know, hands on the TLR car, the new one, he would be very fast. And I think that's been proven with a 
Frankie Contreras Jr. making the main at DNC. He was very sick at the Silver States, like mm. barely able to like, you know, hold the radio and everything at the Silver State race. So I I take that race out of his hands. But you got to look at Tater Sontag, who Tater was, was good. the car. He had ran it for 15 minutes at home before he showed up at Silver State, and he was impressive. So, When can we expect the new car to come out, or can you say that? Um, it's something in the works, and I don't know the exact date, so I'm not going to give anybody right. any false hope. Who are you disappointed in this year? Who has – well, we'll do some – like, I know we got in this conversation – we have a lot of guys out there that are, are trying to be pro drivers and all that type of stuff. Some guys had some pretty a, a decent weekend this weekend, but uh, it, it's I mean, like look at Jackson Brunson. I Impressive and weekend. that was another person. I think Jackson yeah. for making the switch has been very, very you know impressive. Yeah, uh, but there are some guys that are kind of uh, behind and lacking and probably not living up. Uh, I think uh, there's I think there's certain people that can't handle the number one driver position. Right. I'm right. not I going to I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say any names okay. because I I consider all these people, you know, at least friends or acquaintances that I have to deal with. Right. And I don't want to cause any, you know, animosity, mm-hmm. you know, amongst them. I think that the banter that, you know, Max and JQ and I have is one thing, but I'm not right. going to I'm not going to say who I'm most disappointed with because it makes me feel like, or it makes might make them feel like I'm just disrespecting them. Gotcha. I'm not disrespecting anybody because I think that there's people out there and people are, you know, probably going to be listening to this and go bury your pussyfooting it around. And okay, you're so doing Cole this. Is one. Who else? <laughs> you're going corporate, Gary. You're going corporate, Barry, corporate, Barry. All right. Just, I guess if you want me to, if you really want me to say the people who I don't think haven't have lived up so far this year, um, yes, whatever JQ said. Okay. <laughs> I said Ryan Cavallari. Uh, no, no, actually, I think he's doing quite well in 10 scale. That is surprising, though. He's much better in 10 scale now that he is in 8 scale. Because previously, he's sort of he's equally good both. But now, 10 I think we've got him figured out in A scale now, too. So I think I think yeah. he's going to, I think we're fine with that. Yeah, I think he's really changes good. and stuff. So, okay. Is the new, new car very different? Uh, 98% of the car is different. Oh, it may okay. have the same look. Because I mean, it's a TLR look to it, but ninety-eight uh, percent of the parts are different. Is it uh, a different sort of design philosophy, or just uh, different uh, sort of parts uh, and the gearboxes or radio trays? Invi- I heard they I'm not going to go into you, I'm not oh, going to go into details about things. I'm just going to say you're going to have to wait, and I'm sure JQ will buy one. I'll get one. Yeah. As all manufacturers he, he, should, when something new comes out, they should see what they're competing against. I do, uh, yeah. Um, I can't, I can't do these videos and uh, share this information if I don't have the cards. So, 
It's okay. What happened to Lefty? Yeah, Lefty, I, don't know. He, I think he got hacked. Again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Maybe this is his vice, his vice uh, podcast. Should yeah. we take over? I can well, be Lefty. Okay. I mean, you. <laughs> okay so uh yeah i'm gonna start a sentence now and then uh oh this stapler here you know i always remember that <laughs> and the fend by the way so anyway thanks to the sponsors and uh that's lefty <laughs> you're mean to the guy oh yeah and i had this very good story i'm i'm gonna tell this great story now and then uh anyway so yeah i think we're done that annoys me the most. <laughs> yeah. He like ends mid sentence, just about to say something. Well, I mean, I just I, I I hope you guys know that you know I came on here to 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 banter a little and rant and clear the air of a few things. And I mean, JQ, you know as well as I know that we get along just fine. Yeah, we always we always have, you know, and I just. The whole thing with Max, you, it's, it's, you need to know, you need to have more information. That, that is what I feel. If you're going to give opinions and stuff like that, you need to have more information. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can take that as a, you know, and I mean, eventually you'll be able to get old enough and grow up enough that you can grow a little more better facial hair. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm back. yeah, and, and, said that and get there, you know, to where you can actually fill out instead of these like patches of everything. Did you ever see what was the puppet movie? Was it, you know, um, <laughs> what was that puppet movie uh, where it was like America? F yeah. What was that? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, do you I remember when he is. went undercover and they yeah. took the pew and they, they like patched it to his face and stuff like that? And he was yeah, undercover yeah, yeah. as. Yeah. There we go. There's the model right here. Uh, sorry, I got uh, something happened. I got shut down. So, so Barry, we have this segment. It's okay, I, I literally have to go in the next five minutes. So, okay, go ahead. it's not even going to take that long. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to say Team a name America, or World Police. Yeah, that's what it was. That's America, World, America Police. World Police. There you go. Yeah, Max, so, have what, you ever seen that? That's I haven't. That's not my age group. <laughs> Netflix that thing. He was still swimming around in Henry's balls when that was yeah, on. I'm Matt Damon. Okay, go ahead. So the the point of the hot laps is you got to answer this in like three words. And then, okay. so we're going to say some names and then you got to go. All right. First off the bat, JQ. Probably misunderstood a lot. Okay. That's a little bit more. <laughs> what do you mean? Dakota that's fan. three words. <laughs> Wait, wait Too many minute. letters. Too many That's letters. Three words. Yeah. That was three words, wasn't okay. it? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> Dakota Fend. Oh, actually, that was four words because a lot is two words. Yeah. A lot. That's sorry. Yeah. Dakota um, Fend. Very Bio talented Bar- individual. <laughs> very talented individual. Barry's All right, love uh, boy. <laughs> Max Mort, not my son. 
<laughs> TLR. <laughs> Wait, I have to mute myself. Mute yourself. I'll mute you. A great, a very great family. Okay. Very great family. Ryan Mayfield. Always very impressive. Europe racing. European what, what, racing. I, European racing. Don't know enough. Okay. Me the not 20, knowing enough. <laughs> 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 now, hey, Alicia, honest about that. 2022 World FMR World Championships. Going to be fun. That's okay. forward. Gosh That's darn. a great answer, though. That's a great answer. <laughs> Barry, thank you for coming on. Hey, wait. You are welcome on her anytime. Oh, yeah, right thank now. you. Go ahead. Uh, do you know who is going to the Worlds? Which Americans are going? So you said Fend yeah. is going. But do you know the other guys? Cavalieri, Mayfield, Tebow? I, Jared this. Wiggins? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, going. He was Yeah. Going. <laughs> now, I mean. But you don't know? I I know he's Canadian, but you have he's in Roar Federation, so Ty Tessman, for sure. Um, I think they're all going to go. Rivkin, at least. I think I think Rivkin. I think Joe Bornhorst. Um, I'm sure Cole's going. Uh, I don't know about the Fullers, but they're you know. I, I think they're going. Okay. Um, I don't know how this whole. HB thing works now. I don't know if the money's coming from from Philippe. I don't know if it's coming from Absolute. I don't know. That HB doesn't yeah. really have a big any top European drivers at this point. So it, it's the all yes, in America. Yeah, yes, and Thomas Musso. But I'm just yeah, saying, I, I mean, I don't know where that's coming from. So quite honestly, I can't give you give you an answer on who they're gonna send or you know, whatnot. I don't know who's going to be it, quite honestly, if anybody has to pay their way to go, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are going to pay their way because of just cost of everything right now. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's going to be very, very expensive, even for, for companies to send anybody. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see like a whole, like all 30 guys that qualified from America go. I mean, Just I was disappointed of, to only see five heats at a warm-up race, quite yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't. But I think we'll see, like, the top guys go. I mean, I, I don't think. I think we'll see the top guys go, and we'll, I think we'll see the RC enthusiasts that qualify and they want to go. You know what I mean? No matter what, what the tickets will cost and price will cost. But I think it will have a – I think overall we'll probably have a low attendance. Not low, low. But not like, obviously, let's be honest, like the biggest worlds always seem to be in America anyway. So because it's just a lot more people racing over there. But it's going to be interesting. I um, I think as a as a racer, as a race fan, I'm excited to go and see Redavon and see what these guys can do. And as I told you, the cream will always rise to the top. It, so, it always does, no matter how... You know, I think the confidence levels up with certain people, 
And I think that they know, even though they didn't go to the warm-up race, mm -hmm. that most of the time they will get up to speed by the end of the event. It's just how fast they can adapt, you know, because there's a lot of racers out there that I think JQ even knows this. And I think even Max knows this, that they can show up at a track and they pick up the layout very fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen these pros. It's so impressive to see some of these guys that they've already hit the line on the second lap and they've mm -hmm. never driven around the, the racetrack. They've only looked at it and said, okay, I should be able to do this. They did it the first lap. They said, that's not going to be fast. In the second lap, they're doing race, race speed already. Yeah. Okay. Th those are the impressive ones. And then mm -hmm. there's ones that take time to get going. They've got more time on the track. They're, they need to be practice pros to get up to the speed. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I think at a world, a world you're going to have all of the guys that are fast are going to be fast by the semis, in my opinion. It's just okay. who can get oh, there yeah. the quickest. Sweet. You know, to well, be I there. hope you're there, man. I hope you make it. And um, I, yeah. I, I, wish I you hope guys I'm there as well, but we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to all dictate down to real work. I mean, I don't think it's going to dictate any of the, you know, I know Dakota wants me there and, you know, all this other stuff. So, I don't think that's the issue. I think it just comes down to being able to get that amount of time away from real work mm -hmm. and everything else. So, but I mean, I do have to head out. I can't wait to hear the end of this podcast after I leave to hear how much uh, <laughs> negativity is thrown on me from these two, but um, nah, you're good. Thank you for coming on. Uh, but I do, I do want to say good luck to um, at the JQRL. I mean, oh, wait, no, I mean the RCGP. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was funny. JQR. Hey, we have schedules. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people have schedules, you know. Yeah. But European you can, ones are actually, you can in have schedules when, uh, when 12 people show up. So, <laughs> okay. Also, with 120. <laughs> so, I just want to say, you know, it's been fun. I got to go, but, um, I, I'd like to do this again at some sure. point. And I mean, we can have rants after every big race. It's all good. So, Sweet. Well, okay. it, it, you know what, Barry? It's one of the biggest honors to me that you actually listen to us every week and then message me while you're listening to it. I, I, he I can't swear, get enough of me. He just loves I, me. I, I appreciate your support. What I, were my, wait, what were my three words for Max? Uh, definitely my son. Not my son. <laughs> Got to go. I'll see you guys. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, that was fun. It's always, I like Barry. He is he likes to He's talk a lot of shit. So that's it for us today. It was a surprise. Thank you to Barry Baker. It was a surprise. He said he was going to try and come on, and he did, and we had a great conversation. That's Max's dad. He is Barry's son. That's his new nickname. Uh, it was a great discussion. You guys got to hash out some stuff, and, you know, Barry's, Barry knows what he's talking about. So thank you, Barry. Yeah. I mean, Barry is uh, uh, the most decorated vice champion in the world so <laughs> but it's always good i always like when he comes on and uh i appreciate that he supports the podcast uh euro bees this weekend guys so that's going to be on no coverage for that and then joseph i'll see you next week in italy hopefully i make it there and uh Max, I'm not going to see you in Italy. 
But uh, I'll tell you all about it. So thank you for your time, JQ. Uh, thank you, Max, for your time. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, everybody around here, we can't do it without you guys. Thank you for all the continued support of the NNRC. Uh, as you guys, like I said, as you guys know, my Instagram and all that has kind of disappeared. I'm trying to get it back. Hopefully it comes back. But in the meantime, check out my new Facebook. Check out the new NNRC Instagram and our Facebook page. Don't forget our TikTok and our YouTube. Don't forget JQ's YouTube as well. He dropped some videos here the other day. And uh, what's hey Joseph? Tell us a little bit about Invisible Speed. How's that going? I see you had Kanas there taking a picture. Did he get a book? Kanas actually bought a book. Yeah, Joe. Hey, me on let Facebook. me tell you something, Joey Bardon. I'll, I know I'll qualify. You weren't here for our Southern Nats recap, right? But Joey Bardon mm. out qualified Tebow this past weekend at Nitro Buggy at Southern. He bought the book. And he has bought a book. So Invisible right. Speed works. Go to invisiblespeed.net, get your book. And um, or the online course. The online course yeah. is what we want. Yeah. Get, yeah, um, I prefer you get the online course. There's yeah, more get that online course and all that stuff. Well, guys, you know what? Shout out to all the NNRC squad around the world. Like I said, we can't do it without you guys. Shout out to the patrons. You guys go the extra mile and help us, uh, you know, help keep things going here. We will do something for you. Next week, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, we everybody's just been kind of busy. Me, me with my social media problems, these guys in Spain. So we will be back doing that for you guys. Also, shout out to all the awesome sponsors of this podcast. We can't do it without them. They are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, Sun, Papa, Sun Padal USA, RCGP, House of RC, check out the DRA Shop, and of course, the JTP RC, and shout out to my boy, RC Kevin. Thank you, guys. Nitrous the Glory, E-Buggy Pace Bills. Have a great weekend of racing. And uh, I will be bringing you guys a whole bunch of content from Italy next month and next week. So make sure to follow my Instagram. JQ, you got anything to say before we sign out? No. Max, anything to say before we sign out? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do respect Barry, though. I like him. So good to have him on the podcast. I don't. Even though he has his uh, gripes with me. But I mean... <laughs> Like we talked about this with Joseph, but sometimes life is just so hard when you're always right. Like you have to watch out for other people. <laughs> okay. Okay, Barry's son, the arrogant one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, Nitro's the glory. E buggy pays the bills. Lefty, Beaker, and Barry's son. We're out. See you guys later. <laughs>